0: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, cast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery, the show that loves to smash a bit of crystal. Well, 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 from the ridiculous to the sublime, how completely Chelsea to go from a 5-2 dubbing at the hands of West Brom one weekend to a 4-1 smashing of crystal, as Tommy T has named them. Certainly, Chelsea's best attacking performance since Tuchel's arrival, if not their best all-round performance uh, so far under him as well. It was just what the doctor ordered. Yes, now, especially for Kai Havertz, who announced himself to English football, finally, and in some style and for injury-prone Christian, Captain America Pulisic, who bagged a well-deserved brace. Uh Now, to be churlish, the poor quality of the opposition should perhaps be taken into account, but that should not undermine what was a great performance and result. Has Tommy T finally unlocked the mystery of how to get Chelsea to gel together as an attacking unit by playing Pulisic, Havertz and Mount together? And if so, what does this mean for Timo Werner, Tammy Abraham and Olivier Giroud? Chelsea's bounce back, however, has not kept them in the top four with West Ham beating Leicester. And with only seven games to go, it's going to be nerve-wracking and a tense battle to cement a top four place. There you go. The Chelsea Fancast 812, like crystal. So are you shiny, bright and crystalline tonight, JK? Um, I've had a, a heavy day today. Have you? So... A hard I've, day at the cold face of the microphone and the voiceover yes, booth. I've,
1: I've, I've been doing um, Secret History of World War II. What, and, okay, have you got the secrets for us?
0: Um, uh, unfortunately, no. You've forgotten um, already? No, forgotten, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they can't have can't mean that good, then, mate.
1: Uh, they're great. No, Behind Enemy Lines is one of them. The Blitz is another. No, I was only doing a promo. Yeah. It
0: wasn't the actual. Do you want to give yet. us a, do give us not, a taster? Because I love your little promos. In. Oh, sure. into it. all right give I'll us get, a taster
1: you've asked i'll get the script maybe. right
0: everybody he's walking away into the uh, the boot his boudoir recording studio and getting his script here you, you go he's coming go. back now with his script this is an exclusive f- chelsea fancast exclusive
1: the forgotten acts of bravery two enemy planes came down loading on either side of her on the beach sorry not loading landing courage he was given a flying lesson out of nowhere. These red tracers knocked some holes in his rear fuselage. And of unlikely heroes, it's a wonder I lived. But it was my parents who saved me. Discover the personal stories in secret history of World War Two. Coming soon on Five Select. Also stream on My Five.
0: There you go. Heard it here first, oh. people. Well done, J.K. Well done. I like that. That was, yes. that was so yeah, well done, thank
1: you, but uh, thank you for the opportunity. But it was so vain. So while I was doing it. I was thinking, oh come on, come on! I shouldn't be doing this. Come on, it's what I do for a living. But thank you for the opportunity. Nah, we love
0: you, mate. We love you. Never thank let you. it be Royalties said. every time you say it.
1: Thank you. So get royalty. Yeah, funnily enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from from Chidge. only from you. Yeah.
0: You just get praise from me when it's deserved. That's all. Uh, it's, no, not, it's, really it's not. It's not all brick bats, mate. Anyway, who, who, who have we got with us tonight, J.K.?
1: Well, actually, I, I, yes, I, I, was I allowed to go on my rant? No, I was just saying hello to people, wasn't no, it? We're not, right we're, we're not at that bit yet.
0: We're on the introductions bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah rewind yeah. the
0: script. Rewind. Yeah, 40K, yeah,
1: I need to look at that. But, yeah, it's not when you say J.K., I have to go, huh. Well, It woke you up, though, didn't, though didn't it? Didn't it? Like <laughs> it woke um, you up. It did, it did, actually. It did, it did. <laughs> well, well, of course, we uh, we, we have the... Uh, the, the uh, what order shall I give you? I said the 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 brains and wit of Dan Silver. Um, Evening all. Who, uh, hello, mate. Lovely to have you on the show. Yeah, good to be back on again. And of course the uh, uh, the the equally brainy and um, uh, combative, or even combative, depending combative. on where you want to be, Barry Gibb, and and um, <laughs> uh, beautifully opinionated, and. Um, uh, Wonderfully, wonderfully beer, wonderful. How can I put it? Um, uh, great assessor of ale, as as, as well as a, as a non-drinker. The the conversations that you and Chidge have about beer are oh yes, are absolutely. We oh, could fun.
0: do a three-hour podcast on beer, mate. I you could both of you, well. but I I would have
1: to just observe and and yeah, giggle because I I know would nothing get, about beer. And it would but get of course, as
2: we drank the beer, going through it. Good evening, evening. The evening, man evening, himself, like yeah, Tony Glover.
1: Fantastic to have you on the show again. Yeah, it's lovely to
2: be here. Lovely to be here.
1: And of course, um, the man himself, Mr. Stamford Chidge, at the helm.
0: I get an introduction. I've never been introduced before.
1: That's lovely.
0: introduce other people, I should say that as well. Well, how I? lovely of you. There we go. It's going to be fun tonight. We're all in a joyous mood. I can't think for the life of me why. Uh, it might be because we won handsomely at the weekend. Now, on the show tonight, we ask if this was Tuchel's best 45 minutes. Could argue it was his best 90, I suppose. Anyway, our Pulisic, Mountain Havertz, Chelsea's best front free? Should Havertz have scored more? And what now for Werner, Tammy and Giroud? Uh, In part two, we praise Chelsea's attitude, intensity and scintillating pass and move game. We ask our Jorginho and Kovacic flat track bullies. And we have a look at the run-in. This is going to be fun, by the way. We're going to have a look at the run-in to figure out how Chelsea can finish in the top four. And it's back, people. It is back. Chidge's running spreadsheet is back. God, the fun I had. I, I channeled my inner Tim Rolls and I have produced a spreadsheet for the running, just like I did and at the end of last season. And I think, I think, people, I'm going all Boris Johnson here, I think that it was my spreadsheet that got Chelsea over the line into top four last season. I'm telling you, it's good. So that'll be uh, in part two. Now, in part three. Uh, We look ahead to the Mahusiv Champions League quarterfinal. Second leg against Porto tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening. I can't wait. It's going to be a cracker. Now, uh, we ask, does an early goal kill the tie? Should Tuchel stick or twist? Will it be a problem not being at home for a home tie? And who will Tuchel pick and how do we see it going? And by the way, the boys will know uh, because they have the notes. Unlike you, dear listener. So I've got my lineup in there. I've had. I, I was having a having a Tom Tit before the show. My you know usual pre-show constitutional, and I thought you know you know what what <laughs> too much information. Yeah, and yeah. I always do like all good footballers. They have a, they have a you know a pre-match constitutional. I I have a pre-show constitutional. what's so what's wrong with that? Give no, me that the look. Ju- the juices are flowing, aren't they? Well, something so you- like that. A bit yeah. solid, actually. But anyway, so oh, I was sitting no. on, no. on the car seat and I suddenly had this brainwave whilst reading Football London's post-match, uh, not post-match, pre-match presser. And I thought, I've had an idea about the line-out so I've completely changed it so I shall reveal it they won't know what I've written so I shall reveal that for the first time tonight anyway uh, now don't forget of course as ever you can listen to the show uh, live every Monday at 7pm uh, by going to M- M- com forward slash Chelsea where of course you can join in the chat room uh, with all the illustriously delightful people including my favourite person in the entire universe other than JK Tony and Dan of course and that's the lovely Diana. You know, your heart belongs to me, Diana, not Tony. He is he is a he is he is a mere crumb on the carpet of my affections for you. So there you go. The lovely Diana. Uh, Chris M. Daryl, Daryl Middleditch, the bastion of the Discord group. Uh, Vinod's in Planet Earth is blue. Uh, Brian Justman, another another absolute bastion of the Discord group. Chev, another Discord group. Ramsey shed up a man. Mr. Stick! There we go, Mr. St- Mr. Stick is the legend of the Discord group. He really is. He is the Discord group. Uh, Steve's in. Ah, oh, loads of people. If I, I'd be, re- if I was reading you all out, I'd be here all night. So I shall shut the, mm-mm, up and uh, get on with it. Uh, after this quick break, we'll be talking all about the football. <laughs> football the football just to tell you by the way part one and two obviously we're going to be doing uh the uh the palace game in part three we're going to be uh talking about the porto game tomorrow night but we do have an email we have a cracking email in and a couple of questions from the discord group so it's a four-parter tonight now let's get the ball rolling um jk you're
1: gonna
0: ask me a question just are you not, are you not gonna
1: here. rant this week as is it, is it rants off the well, menu? No, I, I, you, you press the button and i'm off am i um uh, Hang on. Uh, Beep. OK. Uh, um, uh, brilliant, brilliant 45. Um, uh, I won't on hear on
0: 45, it.
1: mate. <laughs> <laughs> Tuchel actually said it was 35, didn't he? He said... Uh, you in, can't in fact, count. He, uh, yeah, no. He, he Then he, well, obviously he saw something in the last 10 minutes of the first half that didn't quite work for him. But... Um, uh, Did he stomp uh, well, off? My, my um, if possibly, wasn't watching. No, I don't think he was. Think he watching. Um, my, my criticism, if I was going to give any criticism, is uh, is Havertz should have scored four. Um, but the uh, the sublime moment when he got the ball um volleyed it up in the air over. It was almost Frank Worthington, actually, when he volleyed it up in the air. And then I thought yeah he trapped it up in the air and went round the other side.
0: That would have been the goal it, of the season. would have been the, the goal of the
1: season. Absolutely. Hang on, I haven't even started yet. Well,
0: time out. Dan doesn't know the rules. The new rules on the fan cast is that I let JK sound off for as long okay. as he needs. Okay. Which then yeah. gives us all a chance for the next two hours. Yeah. So um, we have to let him just like talk himself out. And then then we can then we can play. Uh, Sorry, I, okay. didn't, I didn't tell you that. Sorry, new rules. Oh, Sorry, Dan. Occasionally,
1: I'm uh, not talked out. I'm not talked out. That's why he was up, upset, because
0: he thought, hang on, this run, is my anyway. space.
1: This is you space you say, Apologies, Your Lordship. I hadn't even started yet. All I said was, um, <laughs> you know, have a, have a great bit of skill. And he's in. It was brilliant, though, wasn't it? Dan's in like Flynn. In like Flynn, it was completely brilliant. Um, but he, he he didn't put his foot through the ball when he was in front of the goal with that and that other great move. He seems to complement them very well. And also they get a bit conf- the play. reason one of the things of playing a false nine is that the, is they get a bit confused the opposition, don't they, by who they're supposed to mark, which is um, almost something going back to to uh, Wolves versus Honved in nineteen what would that have been fifty six when um, uh, Billy Wright had no idea who was supposed to be marking because he Gooty played much more in the middle he played off them very similar situation so rather annoyingly that we've got we got um that's 65 years ago and uh, people were playing in a very similar way rather than it being particularly modern but um uh yeah I, I i thought we were brilliant and i i won't really have it said that it's because palace were rubbish i think we just completely took them to the cleaners it's this big thing that i keep going on about is the the beautifully crisp passing all the time which as i think as tuchel said this was so crisp and and allowed them, it was done at such pace, which Frank had in moments and then seemed to lose. He had it when uh, Tammy was playing at his best and was scoring all those goals and they were just flipping the ball all over the place. And I made my pronouncement, of course, that they'd win every game because they were actually playing brilliantly under Frank at that time. But... Um, uh, suddenly we've got back into that, or fell apart, of course, we've got back into that ability, which they've clearly got, which is just to play the ball crisply out of any situation. Except in this instance, the shots were on target and were, and, and I. That's the main difference for me was they actually shot well. We, we we hadn't seen strikers. And you're relying hugely on Pulisic, who seems to be getting back, to the brilliance that he had at this time last year, just before the cup final, when he when he did himself, and his you know his timing is great coming for the end of the season. So I was I met the second goal, so it's absolutely fabulous as a consequence. I thought that was just I actually went oh fuck God, it's where I, it, oh, it's in Jesus, it's in the back of the net. Rather than, you know, it's one of those. It was a, wasn't even a, a, um, a Guinness moment. It was a for fuck's sake moment. It was a completely phenomenal moment. I thought that uh,
0: that goal, but as was, I think it was more I, of a more of a. Are you in yet? And you know, and- no, I finished. Well, why, why have we become sexual here? I've not well, had not, only in your head, mate. No, I, <laughs> but there was nothing sexual in that whatsoever. Just got slid in nicely, didn't
1: he? Oh, god, no, <laughs> I, think he, I think
0: he rammed it into the back of the net myself.
1: Oh, no, 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 no please, yeah. please, please. Anyway, but um, um, yeah, my moment is going, um, um. Uh, yeah, and uh, we're going to get on to all these things as usual. I'm allowed to do this, Dan. I'm allowed to actually sort of talk about Dan, something. Dan
0: knows. Dan, Dan's Dan, I'm here. let wait
1: for part two so I can <laughs> talk. In a, you know,
0: <laughs> Three, mate.
1: Three. You could mute me if you like. That'd be great. Well, mute yourself. Not even listen. Go off. But um, I'm doing the whole show very quickly. Um but, It's a um,
0: reduced Jonathan Kidd
1: Shakespeare uh, show. Yes, the reduced show. Um uh, Jorginho was excellent. Um uh I can't be rude about him. Um He was excellent again during the week. What else do I want to talk about? Uh, um, Yeah, um, you've done it, Chidge. Werner wasn't there; doesn't need to play in that setup. Well, we'll we'll get Uh, on
0: to that, shall we? You know, yeah, we're going. Yeah, I think I've come to an end here. You have. You're you're dribbling to a conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Um, No sexual reference intended with that whatsoever. Now, um, Dan, um, let's. uh, I think we're all agreed it was a pretty good performance by them all, actually, and uh, I think it would be churlish of me to say it was. Largely because Palace were utter shitter, as they say in Wales. Um, let's talk about what was really, really good. And and it's 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 kind of, really, you know, we've all been talking about this for what seems like, you know, weeks and months and months and months now. He's done really, really well with the defence. He's done brilliantly with the defence, actually. OK, we've got issues in the midfield, which sometimes makes it hard for the defence, but more often makes it harder for the attack. But playing Pulisic, Havertz and Mount together, I wonder if he's now struck on the best front three because I'm I'm not convinced he likes traditional number nines. I've been whinnying on about this for weeks. So and I don't think Werner is a traditional number nine by no. any stretch of the imagination. Tammy and, and Giroud definitely are. So do you think do you think he's 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 found you know unlocked the golden door, mate? Possibly. I mean it was some very, very swift, superb passing. They want
3: seemed to get, you know, in the workplace at the right time. I mean my my gut feeling is he might bring in you know, team and drop mount back from game to game, but it just works so well. I mean, just you know, the second goal, you're like, oh, as JK said, oh, it's, it's a goal. Beautiful it's build incredible. up, too,
0: Dan. Beautiful yeah. build
3: up. Oh, it's fantastic. It's just intricate passing, which we've been, you know, being, as JK alluded to, under Lampire, It was just so good And the Habits moment. I was going to say, it reminded me of Gazzle's goal for Scotland against Scotland mm. when he lifted over Colin Hendry. But yeah. I, think, I think the first 35
0: minutes was some of the best football I've seen all season. I don't, Dan, Dan, just to interrupt you on that point. Yeah if he had have scored that goal it would have been better than Gazza's oh was, yeah because awesome. the ball came over his shoulder and it yeah. it was one touch it, on his, I mean that is you you played football oh. we've all played football that is the hardest thing to do he controlled the ball and lifted it over yeah i mean it was a that mate is the Guinness moment of all Guinness moments yeah although it was, it was absolutely absolutely just sexual sexy football that was so good i just
3: it was just brilliant to watch i just thought we moved move the ball very nicely have have that was fantastic Could have had a hat trick but it was you know first 35 minutes absolutely superb I think we did take our foot off the gas a little bit I think with um Tuesday night in mind I could definitely see the level drop just a little bit but we didn't really get a second gear as bad as Palace were I think we've got two three more gears to go into yeah. I thought it was just a really complete performance it's possibly a soft goal to give away but, but what can you do but I thought it was fantastic great to see Pulisic looking sharp and fast and it, it just, you know, you win 4-1 away and it's just fantastic. You don't panic. You know, normally it's 1-0 with five minutes to go. You're shitting yourself, thinking, Christ, they're going to one off the arse. But you're 3-0 up, game's one, You can kind of relax yeah. and enjoy
0: the rest of the match. I know, it was beautiful, wasn't it? Tony, yeah. I mean, I, I got, I mean, it's very, actually, I, I don't know if you watch match of the day, but, you know, their analysis of it was pretty good, actually. Yeah. And and, well, yeah. and I, I, I thought they had a real, and I think this is what I'm going to ask you, really, because, it, I mean, you know what we like, we're, we're so schizophrenic supporters, aren't we? It's like, oh, this is the way forward. It's got to be Pulisic Mount and have every game. But I, I wonder if there's a bit of a horses for courses thing here because match of the Day made a really good point about the fact that Palace's is back four, devoid of any sort of pace, of course. Yeah. Didn't, you know, they they dropped off, dropped off, dropped off. So, you know, if they'd have been playing with a traditional number nine, he'd have been on, on the last shoulder. So if they'd have dropped off, the further they dropped back, the more forward he would have gone. Yeah. Of course with these three as none of them are number 9s they 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 just stayed stayed uh, stayed kind of you know back a bit which gave them the space to work in so i'm thinking that it's great against a side like palace which has got a slow defence and drops off but not against everybody no and, and 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 i think it was
2: i can't remember if it was um uh was it rioties i think he was the one who actually came up and said you know for that game against that defence that was the perfect start yeah you know, because you weren't going to get clock bogged down in in their big units at the back yeah you weren't going to be having physical battles and all this because because of that extra pace and because of that ability for pudicic and and for the players to move freely around um you know they would be able to play between that palace defense uh, and i and i agree with him. and i thought that was quite an astute um uh, a little bit of observation from 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 them on that um, and I think when you look at it after the game, you think, "Yeah, I think Giroud would have. He would have battled, but we might not have got any joy because actually, you 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 you're starting to push longer, higher balls into the box, which would have played into the Palace um, uh, defence. I think anyway. Um, but I th- I think big, a bigger point was the fact that possibly since the first time it's to, Tuchel took over, for the first time in a while, possibly we absolutely steamed out of the blocks. We don't do that. I I, I honestly cannot remember the last time we came out and went at a team like that. Um, And I think part and parcel of that would have been with the West Bromwich Albion game in the back of their minds Um, and how shit and how disappointing that was. Um, That was post an international break. This was post a European trip. Um, and I just think it was it was nice to see and I don't know whether that was too cool saying go out there and get into them or whether the players had put their arms around each other and said bollocks to this lot, we're better than this let's get let's just go out and, and, and take them apart. but it was a definite change of uh, attitude in comparison to the West Brom game. Certainly huge huge change in attitude maybe the confidence off the back of the win against Porto. but I, I've, I suspect that West Brom result in the Premiership burnt them much more than we we could imagine um so yes it was it was the right system for the right time I I I don't think we played well for 35 minutes I think we played pretty well throughout the whole game and and I I get a bit fed up with with you you don't play any opponent in the Premier League and have 100% control of 100% of that game you don't the other team are going to get chances you're going to take your foot off the brake they're gonna get their, their 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 tails up at some point or another, you're gonna have to defend something. Um and I thought for the best part, I thought we we did exactly that, you know. Um uh snuffed them out. They have, what was it, one chance? Um we Yeah, we fell asleep, maybe. I think Canty was left for dead um by whoever it was. Was it his to the ball in? I don't know, but he absolutely left Canty like it was, you know, it was like 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 you saying bolt running past me um to get the cross in, so but even then i wasn't really at that point of panicking no matter how much bt or sky or whatever it was wanted um you know the comeback the game to be back on uh i we, we look comfortable and I've, i didn't i wasn't expecting a fourth, but when it went in i wasn't overly surprised
0: mm, i couldn't agree more with that tony jk you had a you had your finger Thank up you, it just
1: the point i wonder tony whether you think this it is- coming out of the box is uh, quickly out of the blocks I should say is and um uh and not being able to play as well with um well let's say Giroud and Abraham not being able to play in that setup isn't actually part of the whole system is they seem to be passing the ball so brilliantly and so succinctly that um that I wonder whether um that that, that is just what happened is they started passing so well and that whether this all just goes round they think we're just doing this and we're doing it. We're getting. We're not giving the ball away. We're just it's in and out. We're up in the penalty area, and we've had a shot on goal, and we've scored mm. in a way that wasn't the case. Hasn't been the case in earlier games. And this is where I fear that that both Abraham and Giroud will suffer because they're not as as I don't. They're not in that setup that he creates with that with Pulisic and Havertz, who are brilliantly talented at as with Mount passing the ball in triangles and passing it all around. I'm not convinced Giroud and Abraham are as fluent at doing that. And so you wonder whether, in fact, he picks the team based on the this fantastic, crisp passing ability, rather Good than faith. on thinking in terms that that's the person to put the ball in the net. He hopes that the people he provides up front are skillful enough. And to put the ball in the net, but the main thing is this ability just to whip the ball around the, the pitch. Yeah. Absolute speed, you know. I,
2: I, I think Dan was going to say that. All I was going to say was I think you, you need. Uh, uh, um, Same Abraham is a different question, but you need you need a striker like as you're You need a battering ram at times. Um. I. I. I you're not going to win any trophies just by playing pretty football through and and, and hoping that someone gets some leather behind the ball. I I actually think you do need from time to time against certain teams, you cannot beat the the idea of someone who's there like Giroud, like Drogba was, um, you know, sticking elbows in, battering, because otherwise if you get, if you get a good, big enough defense, they will, they'll just push people like Pulisic away
0: close uh, the gap to uh, basically no jk dan basically no yeah i don't
2: think that i think it i think you uh, it may be where frank's downfall was but um this uh, if tuchel is is one who's happy to adapt and change according to his estimate of what the opposition are going to put out against you then fine that's good uh, and we had the firepower on the bench if that that's hadn't worked
1: trap. Perhaps it was a it was it was, a, it was a, a selection because he knew that that would yeah,
2: be Yeah, yeah, and I think he was. And I think that's, that, that, that was certainly changed. Wasn't that the way it came across on match of the day, wasn't it? That they, they said that he he'd obviously worked
0: well. Worked I, out the, absolutely. The, the, I, I uh, and I, I think, you know, we do we do Tuchel a huge disservice if we don't take on board the fact that he works, I think, very hard to analyse the best way to exploit the opposition's weaknesses. Sorry, Down, you've been waiting ages. Yeah, i
3: just just gonna say we need to be as mobile as possible. Um at the moment. And I just think also just Giroud as Tony said, gives us that alternative if we're chasing a game where we need some physicality. And also we scored an early goal. That changes the whole dynamic of the just, opposing team. Yeah. yeah. We, totally we have, right. have, this sort of team, if we get the early goal, the way we can pass through teams with ease, any any team we can pass through with ease, mm. we're gonna win a lot more than we're gonna lose. We just the early goal makes all the difference. And suddenly it's two and the offs, ten minutes, whole games changed and we're as
0: good as one i mean the absolutely right dan i think the interesting thing is you know i think tony's absolutely spot on horses for courses i think you know going back to what jk was saying and i I totally agree with you about about i mean you you i mean you you, won't i don't know if i can't remember dan might have been on the show actually but jk was was moist at the beauty and brilliance of chelsea's quick passing i don't think i've ever seen him so ecstatic about a certain aspect of chelsea's game the other week remember jk yeah yeah yeah, yeah right. so, I think
1: it, it's think a, it's it's a thing that he seems to be very well, very keen you know
0: I was going to say you know if you it, it, I, sometimes I think it's really useful for us to to I mean it's particularly with a new manager because Tukul's still relatively new and and we still have that opportunity I think to take a step back and and uh you know, have a look at the bigger picture here and try and remember some of the things he said early on. And if you think about it, if you remember what he said early on, he says, Well, you know, it's going to take some time to get some to actually listen to what I want them to do. Or... Listen
1: to the song. He mentioned the yes. song. Remember? Yes,
0: indeed, JK. Well remembered, learn, mate.
1: Learn the song. And yeah. one, one, one point quickly about this he, the very first training session he took, which they showed on the fifth stand, they played the ball. He got them playing the mm. ball out of defense. <laughs> aren't Exactly the same as they play now, well, really quickly. I mean, so I, it's the very first training session. Yeah. I mean,
0: I remi- I mean, that's what he's trying. I mean, you know that that kind of passing and interplay takes yeah. practice, 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 like a great guitar song or a piano. Concert- yeah. Practice, practice, practice. You know, and and I think I think that's what that's what we're beginning to see the fruits of. Now, what will be interesting is to see how other sides combat that. I'm going to say something outrageous here, and then I'm going to bring Dan in, not just because they were playing in a similar colour kit but when when we were at our at our best on Saturday we look like Man City when they're at their best now that might stick a bit in people's crawl but Man City are a bloody good side coached by a bloody good manager and a lot of sides in the league and indeed in Europe cannot live with them on their day and I saw in that Chelsea side on Saturday what we've been seeing City do for a few years now under Pep Dan
3: 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's it. They, they don't really play with a striker either much. Now, Aguero seems to have sort of fallen by the wayside. I think also with Tuchel, once he gets a proper pre season behind this team as well, he can actually have four or five weeks of really implementing his style. Because at the moment, it's Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. There's no time really to kind of, you know, he gets a full pre season. We get a, a mobile striker in who can, you know, benefit and can move the same way as the is and the Havertz, I think we're going to have
0: a really good season next year. Yeah, I mean until he, January when he leaves. The the other interesting thing is, you know, going back to li- just listen to what Tuchel says, and I think I think actually Tuchel is an incredibly open and honest manager. You know, he he tells you exactly what he thinks, and it, I, and I think we're just so kind of used to not believing a word a manager says. But I mean, and I had a pop at him about this the other week, if you remember, saying he he thinks Havertz is a number nine. Having said that, I mean, you know. Again, horses for courses, but I think Havertz showed that in the way that I mean, not a number nine like Drogba or Lukaku, Tony, or or, or, no. or or in in those you know, because remember we're all old. We grew up with hairy ass number nines. Mm. The game is not like that anymore. But I think in the modern sense of the word, maybe Tuchel knows a little bit more about football than your uncle Chidge. Who knew? Uh, you know, maybe Havertz is is actually a number nine in, well, in that kind of style.
2: I've been waxing lyrical, about... Uh, Declan Rice this season because I think he's the best player I've seen in the Premiership but uh, his England performance has recently confirmed that's just an absolute Rolls-Royce of a player and I see similar in in Havertz since he came back a few weeks ago he has looked fantastic absolutely fantastic so presumably any after-effects of Covid have gone maybe he's a bit more settled in now we are... You know, uh, easing lockdown restrictions, so there may be something there. Maybe the club stepped in. Maybe Tuchel recognized, um, you know, the, the difficulties of coming in as he did. You know, um, into a new country where, um, you know, that there would have been happening in any country or any club, I suppose, but that's in lockdown. Um, but he looks, he looks at. Uh, there's, I'm not, I'm not a fantastic analyst or believer in in body language because you can take a hundred photos of somebody and you can put one of them in the Daily Mail, which is the one you want to project the headline that you'd already written, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, but he does look a lot brighter. He looked a class above um, every other player on the pitch on Saturday. So I'm really impressed. Is he a number nine? No. But I would also argue Nicholas and Enelka, when we got him, wasn't a number nine anymore. Thierry
0: Henry sense.
2: wasn't a number nine. No, he wasn't. And if you look at Thierry Henry... Wasn't he a winger? I think that Wenger yeah. converted or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. So I think the days yeah, of Bird Battering can win Ram
0: number nine.
2: Yeah, I think possibly the days of Battering Ram out and out strikers. You know, it's like goalkeepers. They can't just be goalkeepers. They've got to be comfortable with the ball, be able to move the ball out, and, and that sort of thing. So you've got your yeah, um, what's it? The fella um, Edison is it at uh, uh, City, and you've got Allison at uh, Liverpool. Um, and I think maybe the striker. not
0: a number nine either, mate.
2: No, no, but you, you get my drift. They, 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 the, the, the players are changing. The, the roles aren't what they were in the 1970s. So there's it, every possibility. I, we, I still think you need um, a, a kind of target man. But I've often said, and ended I, I, second down, but I've often said, I, I want my goals to come from across the, the squad. I don't want to be relying on one person. And if they're not firing.
0: Our then... greatest goal scorer of all time is a midfielder. Yeah, exactly. Dan, I, mean, well, I, like... I,
1: was, I was before Dan. Well, oh, sorry,
0: Jay. Yeah, go on. Let me better let him. Otherwise, I'll be very quick. quick it, all it
1: was was I wanted to say that does this mean that we're way off the mark if we think that they're going to buy Haaland or Lukaku? Because he may have something else up his sleeve. Does he need this strong, this strong forward? Or, or, do we actually need well, Will
0: that? he have any say, mate? Yeah. I mean, well, well, Haaland's well, 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 very
1: may, mobile. It, this may be the destruction of everything. If he want if if players are foisted upon him, he may then leave the club because that's those are the rows he have had he's had with previous clubs, isn't it? Mm. Well, yeah. I think
3: I think Haaland's a very mobile striker would fit well into the team. But even you know with exception of maybe Lewandowski, not many top sides in Europe play with a big target man. I mean look look how Kane's Kane's adapted his game slightly. Yeah. He's almost become a num- number 10. Yeah. Well, indeed, um, I would, Chris, I, would, uh, I, would buy, buy Jacob,
1: I would buy Kane.
3: I Wouldn't not with not. his dodgy ankles anyway. I also, look, I think Ronaldo kind of reinvented this kind of
0: yeah.
3: role as, as a striker come winger, and look, yeah. he's been phenomenal. Um, you know, to put less of you know, because would you say Ronaldo's a striker, yeah, Messi? No, they're probably really, yeah. you know, attacking midfielders come white men.
0: I mean, I think, Dan, I think Dan ha- Harland, just to go back to your point about Harland, did you see the goal he set up for Roos, uh, for Dortmund against City? Yeah, now I mean. You know that tells me he brings a lot more to his game than just the goals. I, th- I, th- I think he would actually fit in very, very well. The problem I, I think we're all talking about with well, who, who goes at that expense? You know, I mean, I think Havertz can play in any position along the front, so that's not a problem. I think for Mount
3: them. drops back into midfield. I think as, the, have... as the
0: other six it's just what we've been saying all season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, anyway, finish your point. I didn't mean to. to no, like just because yeah, I just think I think
3: the days of a traditional batting ram striker are, are gone. I don't, you know, none of the top sides in Europe play with, you know, Milan having Lukaku fine, but you know, Madrid, Barcelona, City don't really play with a, a striker per se. No. It's all about all about fluid movement up front. That's what we need. Yeah. We need to, be able to interchange. You know, the striker, the, the wingers, I and think, the, I the, I the mean,
2: Liverpool. Players. Liverpool have got Mo Salah, which you know he's not. He's not the biggest.
3: A winger. The pitch is he. He's a winger. He's yeah. a diving winger.
0: I mean, it, well, yeah. it, it is it is fascinating, isn't it? Because you know, on the on the other side of the coin, J.K you know the, the I I can't I can't speak for Lukaku because I I don't watch Serie A but let, let's just talk about Drogba you know when you when you I mean Drogba's all-round game was absolutely phenomenal and if you ask any defenders of that era era about him they say on his day he was unplayable none, none yeah. of us could get near him because he could push you off the ball he could beat you with a trick he would beat you for pace he would beat you in the air he could shoot from any bloody distance so when you have a an absolutely world-class striker. They're still worth their weight in gold because, on their day, they're unplayable. It doesn't matter how many fancy passes you stick around. You know nice. what I mean? I agree. Yeah.
1: No, I agree. no, I, I agree completely. But uh, that's that's a high, a huge class striker. In there aren't there are only about three, aren't there, which you could say would fit. Yeah, I don't think there are
0: less off. than there ever used to be. Actually, yeah, yeah. 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 So, they're and, a dying and, breed. That are
1: comparable. So the alternative is to play with with, with silky smooth wingers come come strikers you make this a kind of hybrid isn't it they're playing in in the same way that salah is a hybrid in the way that um um mane is a hybrid you wouldn't have said he was an out and out striker you just said he sneaks in from the wings um and i think that's what that's as we're saying what everybody plays and yet if you if they were to say to him you can have lukaku or you can have harland would he then play four at the back and change the team? So it was. So the, the fulcrum I, of it was I him. I don't
2: think he's. I don't think he's. He. I don't think he's wed to a system. I don't think the he's system. like Wenger. No, I agree. I agree. I don't think he's like Wenger, who had. You know, one of the things we always say was, you know, Wenger, uh, as as brilliant a, a manager for Arsenal as he was, had a plan A. That was it. Yeah. When 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 they were in their pomp in his early days, when did you ever see? any Arsenal player ever crossed the ball in. You never did, never. He, he detested the idea that you'd play it in and someone would edit it in. Um, and I think this younger breed of manager, and I, I would put Guardiola uh, certainly in, into that, Klopp as well, they're happy to change and, uh, and manipulate and, and move it around. You know, that they, they're, they're much more adept at this idea of picking the team for the team you're playing with your plan B on the bench, if you need it, you know, you even look at, and let's face it, Jose Mourinho is a great manager, but he seems to be locked in to his philosophy. That's it. Yeah. And when it all goes wrong, it's everybody else's fault. And and I think Tuchel is with, he, he's with Klopp and Guardiola and several other premiership managers and possibly managers across the, um uh, across the continent that have moved away from that and are not wedded to, uh, at their own belief in themselves. They're wedded to a belief that you pick and you do what you need to do against the opposition you've got, and they do it by being almost professor, prov- professorial about it. You know, they they watch videos for hours and hours at their opposition, and I, 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 I'm okay with that. I think that's a, 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 a an interesting way to take the game, certainly.
3: Darren? yeah, I was just think you know, Tuchel maybe now is picking from what he has available as opposed to an actual way he wants to play because he kind of. Sort of defence out, so maybe he will go back to forward the back. I mean, he said. I think he said today in his interview that he wants to win games and titles now. He doesn't talk about two years down the line. So he's clearly got a great mentality for us. You know, listen, football's changing so much. You know, go back to days of you know, even going back to sort you of know, we had Hasselbacher and Good Johnson 2 out and out strikers. Football has changed. You know, Pep arguably was the instigator of that the way he played that Barcelona team. And you know, it's all about quick, fast, ticky tacky football, and it's really, it's just good to watch. You know? <clears throat> We'll see. you know, Klopp, I mean, Klopp tends to burn his players out, which is great for us, because it's great watching them struggle well, to get is, top
0: six. Well, talking of burnout, um, before we move to part two, um, the legend that is Mr. Stick on Discord Group uh, in his wonderful Mr. Stick's Tactical Analysis, which is replete with statistics and screen grabs with diagrams on them that is way beyond the small hamster-sized brain that I have to understand, but... One thing that did catch my eye that the lovely Mister Stick put up was the was this uh, in our current squad: Ben Chilwell, age twenty four; Reese James, twenty one; Mason Mount, twenty two; Kai Havertz, twenty one; Tammy Abraham, twenty three; Christian Pulisic, twenty two; Callum Hudson-Odoi, twenty. That's that's f- seven players that are all early twenties. I mean, you know, bit of experience that we've got. Adding on maybe another bit of world class where you need it. I mean, it, it's wonderful to see JK, and we have a huge future if we play it right.
1: Uh, can I just make a point about Adore who you mentioned? We, we've not talked about him. I thought he had a, a fine yeah. game, actually. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he still makes the odd decision where he could centre better or, or lay somebody off. But I really, really liked him taking on players, which is something that he, I've always constantly said he's got to take players on more. Yeah. And he was doing it. And yeah. getting the ball across, I was really impressed. Actually. Well, he's involved
0: I, in the first goal. Let's let's talk yeah, about yeah. let's talk about him in part two, shall we? Because I haven't actually yeah, put him right, in the right. script, and that was a huge yes, yes, that was indeed. a huge omission. Yes. And I think he deserves more than just a bit at the end of part one. All right,
1: but, but yeah, but uh, yes, you're absolutely right. I think we have when also that we have to take into account, um, uh, Gerhi and uh, and Gallica, yeah. another another couple of youngsters. Save so it for part
0: two. It's, yeah? It's, 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 yeah. I'm He's telling you to wind your neck in, Jake. Kind of, what's, what's the signal yeah. the floor I'm, I'm managers sorry. give? I've, I've got it now. He, he, th- he it thinks now. when I do yeah, that, there, I mean, gonna, I want yeah. I'm going to ask him out for a knife fight. That's Dan suggesting this one. I think maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, that's yeah. a bad. If only no, you well, could. Mis- uh, and <laughs> for the benefit I of the listener, the, the other hand, something
2: that Gareth Hunt used to do:
3: coffee
0: beans.
3: i do my Gareth Edwards. We did it,
0: it, Gareth Hunt last week when we were talking about uh, Jorginho. Enough, you two. I'm it's like cu- being a diver,
1: Chidge. If you do that when you're a diver, it doesn't mean you're okay. It means you want to go up.
0: Well, so true. All the signals get misunderstood. You <laughs> see. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll have to we'll have to have a Chelsea fancast guide to hand signals. <laughs> anyway, enough promos. Uh, CFC UK. Um, Right, there's. I think there might be another couple coming. I've just been given another deadline for uh, towards the end of April. Uh, As you know, you can't get it on a match day, which is rather sad. But you can still get it. You can get it digitally by going to cfcuk.net, or you can actually still have a proper copy, which is what you really want. You don't don't want a digital copy. You have a proper copy. And then you can have massive storage issues and a very grumpy wife like I do. Uh, It's £2, which includes first-class postal delivery. And if you want a hard copy... You email cfcuk at gate17.co.uk and they'll give you all the details and and how you can subscribe. Um, now, this is going to be a really great uh, intro along the lines of the, whoa, Jimmy, Jimmy, one that I did last week. Ole, 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 Mason, mount, mount, mount. Because that was going to be my intro for the next uh, at football underscore prizes competition for this week, where uh, you know we we let you know about a draw to win a a signed and framed shirt for the price of uh, a pint of beer, five pound ninety-five London prices, obviously. Um, but sadly, if you snooze, you lose all the tickets because they put up ninety-nine tickets. They're already sold out, and in fact, in forty-five minutes, they will be starting the draw. So they've actually closed the competition. The draw starts at half eight tonight. So if you didn't get a ticket when I plugged it on Friday night and put it up on Twitter uh, last week, then you, I'm afraid, will have missed out on the chance to get a Mason Mount signed and framed shirt, which would have been wonderful addition to your wall of memorabilia. So there you go. If you didn't get it this, if you didn't get on it this week, may that let be a lesson to you. You know, when I plug it out on uh, on the Wednesday night or the Thursday. Morning and plug it on Friday. Get on there and get a ticket, it's only a five or there or thereabouts. So, there you go. So, sorry about that. Um, There'll be more disappointments to come because we've got part two in a minute. Real fans, real opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters. And proper Chelsea. F-
0: F- Football Fancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast with ye old Stanford Chidge and ye older Jonathan Kidd. <laughs> uh, and the delightfully youthful uh, Dan Silver and wonderful Mr. Tony Glover looking like Barry Gibb.
2: Ah. <gasps> Uh-huh. <laughs> we're children of the I can't get my voice oh, in. Perfect.
1: That. Perfect. I love it, Tony. <laughs> He's That's certainly. It's been- song that, oh, the about Barry Humphrey's. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right, okay. It's a Barry. Certainly a Barry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Can I do it for you? Do you mind? For you? the benefit of the it. listener, I am now showing saying, <laughs> We are children of the world. The
0: yellow card. Yeah, uh, enough. I, I, I'm sorry. I might have to have a lie down if you keep going. On now, listen, because I love JK, and in fact, I love all of you so much, I will allow you to effuse about uh, hudson O'Doy because, we, as I said, I wanted to give him a bit more justice and we and I didn't script it at all. So this is... Going off, you know, off piece as it were. But go on, go for it.
1: It's just he it was taking players on that we, uh, I keep saying he's got to do it more because he's got the skill, the pace, and he's got taking players on, beating them and getting across him. You think, yeah, absolutely right. You're capable of that. You're really capable of that. And I thought he, I thought he had a, a very decent, decent performance. But well, as they all did, it's very difficult to fault anybody in that side. But uh, I thought he really played his part. Very impressive indeed. Well, he's,
2: all, he, he, he's done well in this, this kind of new wing back role because he's, he's a bigger right, isn't he really he's not yeah. really in he's previous lives he's not really been asked to go back and, and no, defend no and defend no, no. and I think that defensively he's a little bit off maybe but um as in that wing back role um but the thing is he you know like you said he'd take players on and he get the ball across and um and his confidence is growing game by game isn't it you yes. can see and you can see it in a few of the players. Actually, you can see some of these younger players uh, 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 that Tuchel is obviously saying and doing the right things to to, to get them to come out and, and and actually play with a bit of verve and a bit of um, you know pizzazz about them or whatever. So I'm, I'm, I was impressed with um, with Hudson the as well, considering that wing back is you know a new sort of role to him.
1: Mm. Um, it, um, Moses, of course, is actually the kind of um, yardstick for wingers turned into into wing backs because he was phenomenal under Conte. What yeah. about Graham Leso? And Graham um, yeah, Leso was great as well. But I'm he sure started he was, out
0: as a winger for us.
1: Yeah, he did indeed. Yeah. He played, yes, he did. He played. Uh, he seemed to play that kind of.
0: He went. He was started up up front, went back, yeah. and then ended up in the middle. In the middle,
1: absolutely right. Well, explained. I know how he but feels. I just, it, I just. Um, are you making a sexual allusion?
0: Okay? No, no. Your mind well, is filthy, J.K. You need, you need to have a. You, have you need master. to go and see a psychiatrist, mate. Definitely. I'm available. Are you? My rates are, are very both? reasonable for you. Are you? Thank yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Double what they normally are.
1: Uh, that's good. Yeah. Very funny, too. <laughs> um.
0: Or not, as the case may be. <laughs> I, it was, I, it was
1: good. I it was good. But no, I, well, I was using Moses deliberately because, weirdly enough, Moses uh, really made the defensive part of his game work and actually slightly to the detriment of his attacking. So uh, if doy could combine the two, because he's not he's not um, quite doing it for me defensively. And I think that's why towards the end of the game, if he has played him at right uh, as wing back, he brings on uh, James. I thought James came on and was fabulous, by the way, even in the brief cameo, that wonderful cross for the goal. It's absolutely brilliant. He really has got, he, 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 you can see why uh, it, it, it's forced Terence Trent. Um, uh, um, Bobby. Yeah, to... Uh, to up his game because um, there are some very
0: very excellent fullbacks playing uh, for in England at the moment. Mm. Um, one thing I would say about Adoy, who I desperately want to to have a fulsome, brilliant Chelsea career, I think, uh, and I think understandably and rightly at the moment, I think Tuchel Tuchel's got him sussed. I think he thinks you know when we're playing somebody where we're going to be attacking and we're going to have most of the ball. And you know we we look like we could open teams up. That's when he plays. When we're playing against teams where who are going to be coming at us and who are a threat to us, he thinks no, 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 no. I need James in there because defensively he's more solid. And actually, Dan, I think that's spot on.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I think you look at the stats when he's played because he wasn't involved in the five-two West Brom game. So arguably, when he has been playing, we haven't let many goals in. You know, he's he's, he's gained. I think he's over his injuries. He's kind of getting back towards you know the real talent we knew he was. I think you know a couple of goals will just really see him flourish he's undoubted talent for sure but you know it's difficult you've got reese james he, he is just phenomenal i mean he's just he's just a tank isn't he? just the way he he's is. built everything yeah. about him is just it's brilliant i mean that's the thing what what will he do what will tickle do he's, he's embarrassment of riches up front you know you think it's what to problem have. Have. what's I mean, a problem to have when we, we,
2: yeah, yeah, we exactly. set this program the, when yeah. And when we sat on this in the past and we've, we've said, oh, we're just lacking in strength and depth and look at these other, look at the United bench and all that. And, and uh, uh, you know, we haven't had anything since Mourinho's first season when we had that, you know, that absolute, you know, uh, terminator of a squad yeah. that we had then, but we're looking at it now and I'm looking at it and thinking, you know, th- this is a very multi I looked at the bench on, on, on Saturday and thought, Christ, you know, some of them could be justifiably pissed off at not starting. Yeah. I mean, Roy Keith, what a lovely, what a lovely problem yeah well i always say that's why these managers get the big bucks it's yeah. their job and, and and if they can stop the the the, the ongoing rot of dressing room dissent and uh and uh you know clicks in the dressing room or whatever then fantastic you know but uh, you know whether calls the man to do it or not i don't know but at the moment it looks pretty good it yeah. looked very good under frank think- to start with, but you know
3: I mean, Roy Keane said it. He reckons Chelsea got the second best
0: squad
3: behind City in the Premiership. Yeah, At least he doesn't get much wrong. I'm beginning to
0: believe him, Dan. Actually, because you know, I, I said this on the show the other week. We look at it and we we can pick holes in all the players and all the you know do and everything done, nonstop, and we do. But and I, and I said, isn't it funny that actually, uh, if you talk to a lot of opposition fans, I mean, every time we have an opposition view on, they're all saying the same. Sooners says it, and people are saying Chelsea have got the best squad in the league apart from Man City. Maybe we should start to believe them.
3: But we have, I mean, you got players like they He got five minutes. We got a phenomenal team. The players are unknown as well. Yeah. We've got such a good squad. So next season, it's going to be some Woo-hoo! tough choices. I think
1: that's down to Tuchel turning the players that we thought weren't good enough into into top players again. The reason the club bought them was because they well. But who knows with the transfer? So I don't think they would. Have, I think
3: this whole thing has been an anomaly because of COVID. The last eighteen months of football has been an anomaly. Absolutely, had, had, yeah, but, had, but, these, Can do I just finish yeah. please, J.K. Had these yeah. players come in in a normal season? Maybe they hit the ground running a lot quicker. No, no yeah, but, but, I know know
1: I down. but We're talking about players like Sari and, and and sorry, not Sari, like Jorginho and Rudiger and Kovacic. You've been with the club for yeah. the last three years, yeah, and, and and they're playing at their best. And it was very yeah. really interesting listening to the um the presser today because he said he had. Three characters in the changing room. Um, one was Attila Quetta, which is you know we've accused him of being a bit quiet, but he said no, he's a he's a character. And the uh, the other two are um, Rudiger and Kovacic. Yeah. Well, Rudiger had been uh, had been uh, he'd been off, wasn't he under Frank? And Kovacic was in and out. Yeah. Now now, Tuchel is saying they are absolutely essential for the club. Well, well let, let's let's
0: let, let's talk about you. Good segue, J.K. Let let's talk about. Uh, Kovacic and uh Jorginho, also known as the Chuckle brothers. Um there's no denying it, they both had an absolutely superb game. In fact, I, I actually will, I mean, you know, in all the talk of man of the match on Saturday, which was either Moun or Pulisic or Havertz, you know, I thought Aspalaquetta had an absolutely outstanding game. He had oh, he had Zahar in his pocket so much that Zahar was spitting his uh, dummy out. But I think actually, what also went under the radar was was how brilliant Kovacic was. He was the heart of everything good that was going on, linking defence and attack, making charges up front, putting. You know, I thought he was superb, and they deserve this this praise. But I cannot get my. You know, I can't get away from the fact that when they play against teams which will give them that much freedom and they don't get pressed and harried and targeted, then they do look world class. When they play against anybody who sticks people on them and harries them into making mistakes, they look shit. Like West Brom did the other week, Dan. Yeah, all players like that look shit. I mean, I think of Kovacic. Is
3: th- I think he's a he's a footballer's footballer. He's not going to get you. You know, okay. twenty goals and what's so he—he doesn't. So he, he, does, he hasn't. He's not a flair player. What a he does carrier. a phenomenal job. He's a ball carrier. He does a great job. He's not going to hit a ball with the outside of his foot thirty yards onto I him, on his head. Same with Jorginho. Let's think like a lot of. You know, Twitter is a not a barometer for judging footballers to, to a point. <laughs> no way. You know, and I think you know if you put pressure on Diaz at Man City, he'll, he'll make mistakes. I mean, look at look at um, Leeds on the weekend. They put a bit of pressure on the two city midfielders. Went through and scored a goal. It yeah. Happens at all clubs. You put you come in the players' face all the time. They're going to make mistakes. Yeah, you, know, you need a second or two to, to use the ball. And they sat off us completely, Crystal Palace, and so we took full advantage. You can't I you can't agree. do anything about it when you've got players biting at you the whole time.
2: Yeah, I agree with Dan completely. I, I, out of the two, I I, I think Kovacic is the more valuable player. Um, because I think he's he, he has got something of the hitman about him as well. He just looks That's like the sort of bloke you wouldn't fucking spill his pint. I think yeah. he, he's got a... I'd he, buy him just, one. I'd buy him one, <laughs> absolutely, me too. Um, but I, I, I think he he has got something about him. And that water carrier, that that whole Didier Deschamps thing, uh, unglamorous, Claude McAuley-type player who just does a job. You're not going to get goals out of him, but... You know, you need those players. You can't have a team of tippy tappy football dressage fucking superstars because it just won't fucking work. You know, at the end of the day, you need those solid, uncompromising, absolute fucking bastards in there, masters of the dark arts, which, you know, Kovacic, I I think, does do those dark arts and he's fucking good at getting away with them as well, right? He's a sneaky bastard. Um, And I think he would be almost king of the shithousery. Um, if the referees and people spotted or watch him a little bit more, but he does. Jorginho's a bit different. I, I, I'm, he, he's Marmite, isn't he? He had a good game on the last couple of games or whatever. Um, and and I, I will profess to him being a mystery for me because think back, Guardiola wanted Jorginho. So he must know something. And I'm going to stick my neck out here and say, I think Pep Guardiola knows a little bit more about the game than me.
3: Yeah, mm. my biggest problem with Jorginho is I think he, I don't think he's physically up to the Premier League. The amount of times he he, he lets players off him. Well, he doesn't have a, the dark arts. I've seen players run past him and he won't take a yellow card. They just literally brush past him. But if you're, you know, whereas well, Kovacic, as you say, will we'll take a yellow card. I think Jorginho's got technically very good. I just think he's very weak in, in this midfield. You, you need some strength in midfield. I mean, if you get a, you know, Jorginho, uh, Kovacic and Kante, as a two in the base, I think it's it's fantastic. I think that's so the ideal.
1: His- that's the ideal, isn't yeah. it? Dan? But the, the trouble problem is is that Kante is 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 uh, uh, a bit hamstrung at the moment. In the yeah. seven years, he's got a problem with his hand. Literally, yeah. So there there actually he's he's um, he's worried about where when to play him or how long to play him. And bizarrely, actually said that because he'd only played for twenty minutes, he was slightly out of condition. Said in the presser today, which I found interesting. But can I just make a point about Aspilicueta? I think actually Dave has been revealing the odd moment as with Zaha and as he did in the um, the game against Porto, where he has the odd dark art about him. And I think he um, there's an element of shithousery about Dave that I think is being being brought in at the moment, which yeah. I'm, uh, good. I've am good. i been. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a, an immense plus. Well, I've, and and I've,
0: Mount JK again. Yeah, went yeah, steaming in, yeah. didn't he? Love yeah. it. Love to see yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um, Right, boys, unless you've, if you've expended all your energies on that one. Actually, just one thing I would add to that about Gareth's best mate, Gareth, JK's best mate, Gareth, also also known as Jorginho. Um, But this is the point, and it goes back to horses for courses again. You know, play him against a team like Palace, he's brilliant. Play him him against a team that gets on him, he, he gets exposed. And I think it's a great shame, actually, because you know, in the right game, in the right situation. he is an absolutely fantastic player. Don't don't forget that Jorginho was sought, sought by Man City yeah. before he came to us. So that the, he's not shit. He's not a bad player, you know. But I think sometimes against the, an opposition who work us out, he gets exposed. And that, that's what worries me. And I, I love it when I see him play like, like he did uh, on Saturday. I thought he was brilliant. Had an absolutely superb game. Fair play to him. Yeah. But I'm still going to call him Gareth. All right. That's it, um, right? Listen, let's get to the, uh, the 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 business end of uh, of uh, of this part, shall we say? Um, which is the disappointment, in a sense, that having played so brilliantly, uh, West Ham. I mean, actually, to be fair to West Ham, they nearly blew it again, didn't they? They were three nil up, and it, they. I reckon if that game had been played for another five minutes, it would have ended up three three. But the result was, of course, that they ended up. Uh, they're up in fourth again, and we are. I'm afraid. Back down to fifth, although delightfully, uh, Spurs Spurs uh, lost to Man United, which considerably helped us. But we're we're fifth on fifty. Well, let me do. It. I've got I've got it here. You can you know it. You've seen it at home. There you go. There's there's, there's the chidge run in with yellow highlighters. JK is loving it. I can see. Um, basically what I've done. I mean, I did this last year. I got a spreadsheet really with we've got seven games to go. Right, Leicester a third, fifty six points, goal difference eighteen. West Ham fourth. 55 points, goal difference, 12. Chelsea 5th, 54 points, goal difference, 19. Liverpool 6th, 52 points, goal difference, 16. Spurs 7th, 49 points, goal difference, 17. Now, the outlier in all of this is Everton, who I didn't put in. But Everton have got two games in hand, uh, apparently. So if they win both their games in hand, I mean, they're on 47 points, they'll be on 53 points. So you... Could argue that you shouldn't count them out. Maybe I'll review it next week. I would say Spurs have cooked their goose, or cockerel, uh, in a sense. Now, my analysis of this is that if you look at the games that are hard, West Ham, without a shadow of a doubt, have got the easiest run in. Uh, Liverpool, the only two hard games they've got are Leeds away and United away. Everybody else they're playing will either be on the beach or shit. So, I mean, arguably, we've got a hard run-in. We've got West Ham. We've got Man yeah, City away. Absolutely. Arsenal, You, I mean, I know Arsenal might be on the beach by then, but you can't ever count them out. It's a London derby. And then, crucially, we've got Leicester at home in our penultimate game. I think Villa will be on the beach by the time we play them, but Leicester and West Ham are key games for us. But we can get a march on them. Yeah. Um, my feeling is this, boys, rather than waffle on for about an hour about this. I think, I think Leicester are going to implode again. I mean, Leicester have got United away, us away, and Spurs at home for their last three matches. And I think I think that they're going to blow it. West Ham are singularly impressive, although it pains me to say it. And as I said, other than Everton at home and us at home, they've got a really pretty simple run-in. Uh, Liverpool, I th- also think, need to be watched. I mean, apart from Leeds, as I said, and United away, they've got a pretty easy run-in, and they're not yeah. idiots. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see... Um, you know, it it really being between us, West Ham and Liverpool for third and fourth place. That's how I see it, Tony.
2: I, I agree. I'm, I'm not totally convinced that Leicester will implode. Um I, I think, as you said, another five minutes of that game yesterday would have been 3-3. Um But, you know, you have to say West Ham were unlucky not to have been 4-0 up as well. And Moyes... Um, from the criticism he got in previous jobs, has turned them into something really good to watch as well. Um, and they did that yesterday without Declan Rice, you know. So you know, they they're not going to be mugs. Um, my my big worry there is Liverpool. I think I I, I think you you know if we, if we look at West Ham and say Moyes is going to be very expertly guiding them through simpler games, apart from us and apart from Everton. Um, uh, Liverpool, the fact that they've, they've got Leeds, Newcastle, Manchester United, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley and Crystal Palace. Well, Crystal Palace on the beach. Burnley, uh, Burnley, I want to put that down as a hard one simply because Sean Dyche just loves nothing more than to shit out his way against big teams. Um, West Brom have beaten Southampton 3-0 tonight. So, you know, they're not, you know, perhaps their game against us wasn't quite as fluky and maybe Sam has... Stumbled on that, um, uh, but I do agree. And, and but the joy is, I think Spurs have cooked their cock, and I'm glad because they are the biggest bunch of cheats in the Premiership at the moment. They are cheats.
3: I think Liverpool's will depend how they do if they can get through Real Madrid on yeah. Wednesday. That might have an impact on how the season ends up because they go out of Europe. They're going to have to get all guns blazing. Yeah, that point. I think same with City. I think listen. I think West Ham. Will, they, will their boss will go now they're running? Who knows? I mean, they've got another injury, Cresswell's out again, so we've got a lot listen, ultimately, if we can beat Leicester West Ham, the ball's very much on our court at the moment. We can massively impact how, how we finish the season. Yeah. I don't
1: think Leicester, cool. Leicester, you
3: don't know about... You know, I, I mean, they Leicester... had, they're hadn't. they missing players because of this COVID party breach. And I fair play to Brendan Rodgers for saying, I'm taking no shit and the standards he wants to set. doesn't matter. It's James Madison. He said, right, I'm you out done which I respect him totally but the thing, I think we I think we'll have enough I don't think West Ham necessarily got the mentality to see them over the line because they keep shitting the bed even though they went and threw it up they nearly threw it away hmm.
2: well
1: actually, if, if we, we write West Ham off because they're shitting in the bed we, we write Liverpool off because um I don't think they're quite anywhere near, I don't think they're anywhere near as good as they were last year and if we write um uh who else are we writing off here uh let's uh, let's Writing Leicester off because I don't think they're quite up to it and they all seem to fade away. I think we'll just it'll be a breeze for us. I don't think we'll ever. Oh, I, I can't be having no, that.
2: No, fate being tempted there. That, 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 what JK has just done is the equivalent of standing up in the middle of the crowd when you're 2 nil up and shouting out, Nothing can go wrong now. Now, I'm not having that. I've mate. seen
0: him do that many a time. <laughs> Many, many a time from these. Listen, can boys, I just say I yeah. wasn't actually
1: believing that? I'm just putting forward that as a yeah, as... yeah.
0: You were pointing out there, the there error was, in their argument. There, there was Africa, not
1: the error in their argument. I'm just saying that these are possibilities we have to consider. That uh, and we are unbelievably strong, so we mustn't think that we're, yeah, but we've, we've still got up. a
0: West Brom in us. We have, but
2: I think Leicester are at full strength, a, a, an extremely exciting and attacking team. I, I, I think we. we it's easy to do that. They are not Spurs, right? Because if they won a premiership.
1: Them. And we beat the Man West Ham.
2: Yeah, but you know, that's if we beat them. Yeah, but and what I'm at, saying is, know. is I, I fundamentally believe that you know the fight, the fight there is between Leicester, West Ham, us, and Liverpool. Yeah, I'd agree and with I that. Ever- I,
0: I think Spurs are probably that. That's done for them. And then you get- know, I think Everton will beat
2: Spurs, and I think. And we're here to about obviously, Chelsea, but you look at Spurs, There's something's not right in that camp.
0: Yeah, it's um, called Mourinho. Manager. Yeah, I, I,
2: I think there's a degree of that. I, th- I think Harry Kane doesn't look
0: particularly happy. Snap him uh, up. Well, and, apparently and, and him yeah. and Son both want to leave if they don't get Champions well, League football. I am both. But, yeah, but the point, well, the point, yeah, but the real... The real no, no, the no, 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 no of course, I'm not saying that, Tony. What I'm saying is... If you've got players saying that you don't want your player, if if we if we had two players, two of our best players saying, if we don't get Champions League football, I'm going to go. I'm saying fuck that shit. Get us Champions League and then fuck off. Yes, yeah, we. You know, we pay before, you yeah. to turn yeah. up and get us into the Champions League. It's yeah. about you doing it, not the club doing it or yeah. not, and then you deciding you don't want to play anymore. I mean, look at Hazard. To be fair to him. You know, yeah. he turned up that last season. He knew we knew he was going to Real Madrid. He turned in, he had one of his best seasons for us and won us a trophy. Yeah. Damn near on his own. Yeah. So, you know, that so the fact the point being, the fact that Kane and Son we're hearing rumours that that's what's going on, does not bode well for the Tottenham camp, I would say, Tony, which is what pretty much what you're saying, I think. And no
2: and, and they've got they, there's no easy yeah, you, know, you haven't you haven't highlighted wolves who Maybe, but Wolves are one of those teams as well that could just suddenly, on their day, put the spoilers on 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 anybody. You know, I, I you know, I think as we saw when we we saw we didn't exactly blast Wolves out of the park in Tuchel's first game. We didn't exactly blast Sheffield United out of the way either, did we? You know, so some of these teams will be fighting for survival. I think at this time of the year, it's an incredibly. Uh, well, yeah, what I what I want is I you know I want us to 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 get fourth or third, um, and then after that I don't want us to be considering fourth or third as successful fucking seasons because we'll just be Arsenal if that's the yeah, case.
3: exactly that.
1: Very very exactly good that. point. Very good point. I, don't I mean, think Tuchel will be doing that. I don't think that's his aim. Is as he said today
0: is to win. Well, trophy. Tuchel's got a great out, hasn't he? Which is well, boys only turned up in January, you know. But I mean, here's the thing. I hear what all you're all saying, and you all make, as all as you always do, exceptionally valid points. Personally, I think this is going to go right to the wire. I think it's going to be like last season when we had to beat Wolves in the last match to get to get top four. I think it's going to go. I think we have to beat we have to beat West Ham and we have to beat Leicester. I think that's an absolute given. But even doing that, I think it'll go down to the Villa game, and I think we'll. If we get in, it's because we squeak it by a point or something. I mean, that's why I'm really encouraged that out of all of the teams competing, um, we've got the best goal difference, albeit only one on Leicester. But I do think it's going to go right down to the wire because I think the other thing that we've got going against us that none of that lot have is the fact that we're deep in the FA Cup and the Champions League, you know. And whatever, whatever you say, it means that Tuchel's having to juggle his squad a bit. You know, although we've got a very deep squad, so I mean it swings and roundabouts, doesn't it? Bottom line is, I think it's gonna be tight and I think it wouldn't surprise me if it goes down to the last match. I
2: think I I absolutely think it will go down to the last match. Um we've lost one game in fifteen. Um if we replicate that through those next what is it, seven games, if we lose one more game, we are still in. As favourites, as far as I'm concerned, and we're not playing anybody bar Manchester City in that. That's harder than anybody we've played under two so far. If you get my drift, I'm yeah, not yeah. putting it over very well. But you get my drift, right? Yeah, City on the other end by the 8th of May would have won the, the league by then, right? So I just will they be on the beach? Let's Plus hope they're still in the. Cha-
0: Let's hope they're still in the Champions League. Well,
2: there's that as well. Plus, we we have them in the FA Cup semi final where we've got a chance. Um we've got absolutely nothing to fucking lose by going at them like we did at palace have we
0: well if we, if we if we knock them out of the f a cup, it could actually do us a favour because that exactly. means you know they'll win the title and they'll put all of their eggs in the champions League basket because they'll be on the beach of having won the title, so it might yeah. do us a favour
2: precisely
0: who knows football is a mysterious mistress and it often no one knows
2: it as well as the four people on this call <laughs> you're
0: dead right now uh time for a little plug a uh the uh, as dan and i were we well last week was controversial because dan and i basically did the podcast instead of the chelsea sports trust meeting but they had the good sense to hold it on a day that was more convenient to us didn't they dan a they day because we're we're so
3: important without without and then
0: nothing <laughs> sadly i don't think it had anything to do with that but no. it'd be nice to think so but uh so anyway, we were dammeron. We had a good meeting, actually, as I recall. Uh, anyway, uh, the bottom line is is that you should all pay five pounds every year, five English pounds every year, to be a member of the Supporters Trust, uh, which means you are entitled to vote. Vote Dan, vote Chidge, vote often is what we say. But you can vote for us or vote for anybody really. Anybody who stands for the elections. You can come to the AGMs. You can put forward motions, and you can come along to some of the great meetings we have. When we had uh, we had Pat Nevin. Plus a hundred other selected guests, and we uh, the other week, and that was great. Yeah. So there's all sorts of stuff going on there. Um, if you we need
2: better voting from from people on those sort of things than we're seeing in that disco world cup.
0: Well, I'm, do you know I'm, what? I'm sorry, I'm livid at some of the ones. I, I, that have gone I'm, out. I'm on the one hand, I'm quite cross that you've interrupted my uh, promotional sting about yeah. trust, but on the other, I'm inst- i mean, I can't. You distracted me with the best thing you could distract me with because. I'm actually really enjoying this World Cup thing because I don't really have a lot of skin in this game because I'm not really, you know, disco music was not, I didn't think, my thing. You know, I'm a punk rocker and a rocker and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But I have to be honest with you, mate. Nearly all of the songs in all of the groups that he's put up with before... I know really well, and actually, I've surprised myself how much I love all that music, but because I have no skin in the game, I'm bo- voting with a clear conscience, and I'm not bothered if other people vote against what I vote, whereas in, <laughs> t- in Tim's previous World Cups, I've been like you, Mr. Yes. Angry on Twitter, basically yes. gerrymandering the vote and coating off people for voting the wrong way. This is yes, because yes. you basically are Barry Gibb, aren't you, mate? Let's like us Barry here. Gibb, yes, and I... I'm
2: I'm shocked and appalled that people will vote for various things in front of things like Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. I, you just... I know, anyway, I know. move on before I... Before
0: I will, I will. Back. But it's brilliant. It really is, yeah, brilliant. It is brilliant. Anyway, people tend, like, people tend to go for the lowest common
1: denominator in all of those things. They do. That's they probably do. why I'm
0: doing so well. <laughs> I've noticed, actually, nearly everything I voted for seems to be the winner at the moment. Whereas normally I vote for stuff that nobody votes for and I get the hump like Tony does.
1: It's yeah. like Earth, Earth, Wind and, Wind and Fire, uh, Let's Groove Tonight. Is one of the great disco songs. Let's Groove Tonight. Yeah, you
0: know, no, no, it doesn't go like that torch, did you? I thought they all went like that disco song. <laughs>
1: Let's Groove Tonight. And uh, yeah. No,
0: not, like that no not that one.
1: No, no. They're not all the same, then. Right, right. Yeah, they're not all the same, no. Boogie uh, Boogie Where's that one, yeah, but that one, Boogie Nights, that's right, that's great, and that's going to end up, I hope it'll end up um, in the final.
0: Why haven't they got oops upside your head? I said oops upside your head. Because it was an 80s one. Oh, that'd be why then, okay. Yeah,
2: that'd be why, but JK is right, Boogie Nights, is an out and out fucking dance floor yeah. feeling classic you too with your wonderful.
0: platform soles and your bloody oxfords mate i, I there, can mate. see yes. it now i know i know, yes. I know. Yes. <laughs> thankfully Absolutely. i was far too young i was i was at the school disco I as I was a 10 year old probably dancing to that shit in a very My little bad tank way. Tank what was that one My, that m- you had mullet. to like My mullet. what was the one you had to, i've got a mullet now mate what's the one what's I the know. one you had to sit on the floor and uh, Group, that was oops upside, upside your head. That yeah, was oops but upside your head. As, yeah.
2: as I tweeted, right, that it's only, it's only in England that oops upside your head has the rowing boat dance. In Northern Ireland, it's
0: a song called "Rock the Boat." which, of course, makes fucking sense, doesn't it? Well, I was about to hey. say a very unpolitical, on pc joke, but I'm going to stay well clear of it <laughs> for obvious reasons. Anyway. Yeah. Back to the trust, mate. Yeah, back to the trust, because Dan is... I think he's, he's bored stupid listening to... No, no, I'm to it. it. It's all okay. Really? OK, I, I wouldn't blame you if you were, mate. Anyway, no, yes, uh, back, to we back to That's where we were. Back to where we were. Join the trust, pay five quid a year to be a member, vote in the meetings, attend the meetings, put motions forward in the AGM... And come to some of our special general meetings where you can have an audience with Pat Nevin and, and the like. Um, Who do we pay the five pounds to, chief? Not uh, uh, basically, Mister C. Dot Ash. No, no, ob- obviously, he hasn't even figured that one out. Uh, I don't know. You have to go online on the web. Ash, that's I got right. It. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't laugh quickly enough. Uh, anyway, basically, go to the website. I didn't laugh at all? <laughs> Who? No. Go to the website. It's all on there. There's a big join button, and it's uh, chelseasportstrust.com. And at Chelsea S Trust uh, for the Twitter handle. And talking of uh, good things to support and uh, stick your finger in your pocket or whatever, uh, the Chelsea pitch owners, of course. If you want to own a piece of Chelsea, then you need to get yourself a CPO share. Uh, Owning a share means you have a share of the freehold of the stadium and protects it from being sold to a property developer or similar in the future. Thus, ensuring that football is played at Stamford Bridge, it's spiritual home forever and ever. And the shares are somewhere between, I mean, the cheapest is about 31 quid and you can go right up to over 200 quid if you want a big signed, framed uh, share which you get presented on the pitch, which you obviously can't though the moment, because we're not allowed in, but there you go, you get the gist. Check out the Chelsea's official website uh, and search for Chelsea pitch owners. Now, when we come back, uh, we're going to be previewing uh, the Chelsea versus Porto second leg Champions League quarterfinal match, which is tomorrow. See you in a minute.
2: Finde, was du brauchst auf StockX.com.
0: Real Fans, real Opinions.
3: I'm
1: Jason Cundy,
3: and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. FootballFancast.com.
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm Stanford Chinch, and I'm joined, as ever, by the ebullient Mr Jonathan Kidd.
1: Oh, a lovely adjective. Thank you very much. You're effervescent if I'm ebullient.
0: OK, so it's the Guinness I've been drinking, mate.
1: Must be it. Yeah, yeah, farty is the word I meant.
0: Not yeah. yet. That like comes later. Yeah, OK. But I'll warn you if it happens. We've got, we've got the studious-looking, uh, actually very pensive-looking Dan Silver. Oh, I'm good. I'm just... Not a, criti- I'm not a criticism, Dan. Really an observation. I don't, I don't... Pensive. Yeah. I'm just in my nephew's bedroom.
3: Just no matter, as you can see. I, me. I
0: I do love watching you when you're in your nephew's bedroom, and I and I want to see if you've rearranged the letters in 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 a, in, in, in I mean, I know what I would do if I was in there. I would be rearranging those letters and all sorts of naughty words. But I you're, know you're clearly a lot nicer me than me. I know you're. Grandma, lot... what's that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do that actually if I go to my sister's house, they've got like um fridge magnets with letters on, them and I'm always always yeah. always using the the the, the C bomb on there, <laughs> and then blaming yeah, on her. Sir. Anyway, we shall, we digress. We've also got the. I mean Tony looks like he's like a picture of a journalist there he's sitting at his computer typing away pro- oh there we go it's because he's on Mixler I'm in mean, Mixler mate yes. yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just reading I'm just reading you're still talking about disco even on Mixler mate <laughs> well, well, a few
3: people you are Barry
0: Gibb you. aren't you mate you're definitely Barry, <laughs> Barry Gibb not- yes. Tony Glover's been you know absconded and it's Barry Gibb that's been yeah, put yeah, in his yeah. place you know what he is he's Barry Glib <laughs> <laughs> very good Dano very good uh, all right yeah. Let's get back to the football. It's, uh, I don't know. It's an interesting point, isn't it? I mean, I, 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 I would, I would posit, I would posit that this is perhaps Chelsea's biggest game for seven years, really. I mean, if you value the the Champions League or the European Cup, as I like to call it, as much as I do then going deep into this and trying to win it is what it's really, really all about. I mean, we've won leagues. I've been deliriously happy. we won Europa Leagues. I've been deliriously happy. We've won millions of FA Cups. But I, nothing. still nothing can get near the heights of paroxysm of emotion that I enjoyed when we won the Champions League in 2012. So I think this is a huge, huge, huge match. I mean, I, I haven't put this in the script, but I'm going to ping this one around, JK. Is, is, is it as big as I'm saying? Yes, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenally
1: big. It's it's uh, it's gigantic. It's um it's uh it's a behemoth of a game. As is, as is the week. Actually, I think the week is because I think it's also it's we're going into both games. Well, obviously we're two 0 up against Porto with the possibility of making the season uh, completely phenomenal. But we it's that thing of going and having to win. And I've got every faith in them winning. Um, obviously once again because they're 2-0 up and I think they'll do a job but even against city on saturday i'm really um optimistic i just think that he he's got them playing so well and the blip aside i i i'm uh, i i just think we 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 need we can be as as optimistic about it uh, without thinking oh we're going to fall apart because some of the football we're playing is 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 just getting better and better and um and I'm uh, yeah, uh, you know one has this terrible apprehension, of course, because we're Ch- we're Chelsea fans. But nonetheless, it's really really exciting the possibility mm. of um, winning both these games and then being in a semi-final, European semi-final, and then a final at at at, um, at Wembley because I think we'll then go on to win it. I can't, you know, I'm yes, I'm very very excited. Well, I,
0: I think and with due reason, it's really funny, Dan. I was I was trying to explain this to Mrs. Chidge who who, who dolefully looked at me on Sunday and said, "They're playing again this week. I love it when she's... Asked, what do you mean they're playing again this week? They played last week, yeah. you know. And I said, "Yes, I know, sweetheart." But the thing is, and I and I had to explain. to said, "The thing is, when when we go deep into competitions in the season, we just basically end up playing, you know, twice a week." So you know, I said, "This week we're playing in the Champions League again, and then on Saturday it's the FA Cup, and then on Tuesday it's the yeah. Premier League, and then on." Uh, uh, and she said, "Oh." And I, and, I, and I mean, whilst that was quite funny, actually, the really beautiful thing about it for me was this reminds me, Dan. This is like peak kind of. Peak Chelsea over the last twenty years, when every season we would expect to be semi-finals of the FA Cup, yeah. semi-finals of the Champions League, in a, there or thereabouts in the league. That's what it's all about, you know. That's what the last twenty years of being a Chelsea supporter has pretty much been about. And 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 I've got that. I've got that loving feeling. I've got it back, mate. I've got it back. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, it's 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 with that winning mentality has been missing for so long. You know, we, we've massively underachieved when we've been in the Champions League probably since 2012 really have not done well at all and it's, it's great to be there and we're getting it game to the game two nil up confident we're going to probably get you know get through quite comfortably City in the um semi-final again Leicester or Southampton? I fancy our chances I mean we're really, talking talk your story Mrs Chish I remember when I first met my Mrs um we got to back-to-back cup final. she goes oh you get the cup final D- didn't you go last season <laughs> I know yeah. it's quite funny. It's lovely, isn't it? Well, listen, it, it? it's a good time. I think you know with all the heartbreak over Frank. I think Tickle's given us a bit of that, you know, a bit of love back for the club because it was really dark those sort of week or so when you know Frank was gone, and now suddenly mm. Tickle's come in. He's reinvigorated everyone. Just, just he...
0: competing again, Dan. Yeah, just being there.
3: I mean, just come you, like, know, and, you know, we I mean, get a shit house. But that's all, all I again.
0: all I ask, really. I mean, you know, in a sense, the, the winning the trophies is 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 the is the icing on or the cherry on the icing of the cake all i really ask is that we're competing again and i and i and yeah. i i think that atletico match was 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 such a when we do our end of season review uh, in june that's probably what i'm going to say was the was the, the biggest thing pivotal. yeah coming of age it was pivotal you know because that that i mean you know if we beat porto tomorrow which i really hope we do and we go to the semi final that would be great but you know, we have not competed in the Champions League for seven years. As, as in, you know, looked anywhere like getting past anybody, frankly, in the knockout stages. But and
1: Last year was embarrassing, wasn't it? Chief? Exactly,
0: you know. And, and Well, but Bayern are a very, very good side. And we had a, you know, a bit of a two-bit side, if you think about the, the fact we had so many youngsters yeah. in there. But, you know, we, we are competing again at the highest level in Europe. And, and, and that, that is such a joy. For an old Chelsea fan who saw us struggling in Division 2 a lot, you know?
2: I, I think, with as J.K. just said, it was embarrassing, but Bayern Munich are a fantastic, fantastic football team, right? And you, we've seen the difference between those young players last season who got pretty much their asses handed to them on a plate by Bayern and this season. That development in one year, whatever the frank critics might want to say, he has been a big part of that, you know, so whilst we couldn't have been surprised at Bayern last season, I would fancy us against them now.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: Um yeah. I want us to, I don't care if we shit out a nil-nil tomorrow, it really doesn't bother me in the slightest, I can't care less if there's no shots on target, no fucking yellow cards, nothing, right, Um I want Real Madrid, and that's the end of it, I don't want Liverpool, I don't want Liverpool to come back, I want to play Real Madrid. Right. I want to put us up against them because I don't think you know they 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 I don't think they are as good as, as, as Atletico. I don't think Zidane is quite the manager that he thinks he is, right? And I don't think that team um are they they're not at the beginning of their new journey. They've got players that are very much at the end. Um I I really want us to play Real Madrid because I would fancy us against them as know, well. Do
0: you know what I, I totally agree with you, Tony. And, and I have to say this with huge sadness. I have been desperate to, to go and see Chelsea play Real yeah. Madrid in we the Champions League. Champions League. Uh. I mean, we played him in the Super Cup in, in 98, although that's not really the same thing. And obviously 71, a little bit too early for me. And I've always wanted to see us play the great Real Madrid. And the fucking year we might do it, we're not allowed in the stadium. And I, and it really pains me that does. But then yeah.
2: I mean, I I do remember that. I mean, you know, because 70 was where it all started for me. So that 71, in in the Cup Winners' Cup, which it was a better competition than what was, I think it was the Fairs' Cup at the time, which was the, uh, what the Europa Cup or Europa League became or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Cup Winners' Cup was, you know, because actually the, the Champions League wasn't the league, it was the European Cup, it was a fucking knockout. So if your champions got knocked out in the first round, that was the end of that. So the, the Cup Winners' Cup had a lot more status back then. And I th- as, I, as I recall, I think we drew the first game 1-1, I think, against Real Madrid, but we played them two days later. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah.
0: days we did indeed, and if you want to hear all about that, I think Tony was on it. But we've got this history of Chelsea for fifty years of Chelsea history or something like that that we did in the last lockdown. Well, it, it, I'm, I'm, it was an amazing. I'm, I'm going to cut them out of the original fan cast we did and reissue them because they're so good; they yeah. deserve to stand up on their own. Right, let's talk about the game proper. I mean, the first thing Dan is that. Um, you know, the boys here are saying we need, we, you know, they don't mind if it's a nil-nil. That's not going to be easy because they've got their best two goal scorers back tomorrow, uh, which which I think they missed actually when they played us. Um, now, my feeling on the match period is that, you know, the first goal is such a crucial, I mean, isn't it always? I mean, talk about yeah. cliches, but if we score first, it kills the tie, and that'll be a moment of beauty, but if they score first, it's going to be, you know, sphincter shredding time. <sighs> You yeah, not I mean, think? Listen,
3: no. Listen, we score first. You say game's over. I mean, we haven't really, aside from West Brom, we went down to seven, We haven't really looked like we're going to concede any goals. Huge amounts of goals in games. I, th- I think they're going to have to come attacking from minute one, which is going to absolutely suit our game. all that pace up front? You know, a couple of, you know, transitions win the ball. We could quite easily go up and score a couple of goals early doors because they can't sit back. You know, they need, they need, They've they score they got to score.
0: Dan, they've got to score three to get yeah, through
3: without us replying. Yeah. I, I, th- I think two regardless you know regardless of their two stars coming back I think we'll score in the first 20 25 minutes that'll be game over because not only does it kill the game it kills their mentality it kills their desire because they've got to score four and we're not gonna let well we shouldn't let them four goals I, th- I think well I think it'll be fairly possession based comfortable one or draw. I know, jump, jump the gun to predictions, but I think we'll we'll probably let one in. But I think we'll end up with a draw, I think.
0: I mean, the, the key question for me, and they kind of asked this in the press, so I don't know if you uh, read Sam Incasol's piece on the on the presser with Tuchel, but they, they inevitably said, I mean, they didn't ask it like this, but what they meant was, are you going to stick or twist? Do you think he's going to stick or twist, Jonathan?
1: Um, I think he'll play uh, uh, exactly the same way that we we do. I don't think he'll select a particularly defensive side. I think he'll he'll select a side to win it, and and I think um, uh, it'll be very similar to the side that played them the last time. And I think they'll play they'll play the same way. I don't think he's the type of manager who um, uh, deliberately sets a side up to defend. So uh, I, I think they'll. Um, I think they'll twist. I think they'll just keep going with it as it is and up to try and score. Because as Dan says, if you get an early goal, that's the end of that. So,
0: Well, indeed. And it's music to my ears, JK, if you think that that's what he's going to do. I mean, Tony, you know, when I, when I originally did this, as you know from the notes, I, I pretty much did what JK suggests there. I've picked a team broadly similar to the one he picked last time. We got that fairly spot on. So I, I'm saying, well, originally I was saying Mendy... Uh, Rudiger on the left Silver in the middle because Christensen there's an injury doubt Aspilicueta because he plays every game for, uh, for for Tuchel everybody seems to have completely forgotten about this you know his first pick is Aspilicueta he likes his captain playing and I thought his comments today about you know who who do you want to be in the trenches with Aspi Kovacic and, and Rudiger bore that out so that's my back three um, Chilwell because his pace was invaluable against Porto first time round Jorginho, I, I would start with Kante. I I'm pretty sure he'll start with Kante, even though Kovacic is is a is a bit of a line in there. But I mean it could be Kante Kovacic. I think any well, any two of those three are interchangeable. James on the right. And and this is where it deviates from the first Porto match. I think that Port I think that Pulisic, Haberts and Mount played so well together against Palace. How could you how could you not play them if you want to try and take the game to them and score, Tony?
2: Um well, I agree. <laughs> there you go. Mic drop. Team, I'm looking at that team and thinking that looks bang on the money for me because you've got your plan B with hudson adoy Alonso, uh, you've probably got Jerud and, and Tammy on the bench. So you've, you've got plenty of options to change that around. You've got I've got a question mark over Silver, but hopefully he's learned his I, lesson. I
0: say that because Christensen's got an injury doubt, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and and in, in the game like this, you just might want Silver uh, and that experience, yeah. um, that kind of, uh, I, I, I was going to say shit out, but he, he showed a bit too much of it against West Brom, didn't he? But um, that, that kind of ability to very calmly and very cool kill the game.
0: Well, yeah. just just very quickly because I know Dan wants to come in but because yeah. I won't I won't um having heard what JK said actually I'm not going to tell you what my other lineup was. My other lineup was basically a 3-5-2. Um and I think Jonathan's right. I don't think he will do anything like that. But actually on that on a related point, like he did against Porto in the first leg Dan, um he did bring on Kanté and you had a midfield three of Kanté, Jorginho and Kovacic, didn't you? Plus, yeah. plus the wing back, so he will go to five in midfield to shut the game out. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does that at some stage tomorrow.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think I think money changes I think I would probably have cover, as you said, Jorginho. And it's an argument that Poulos his dodgy hamstrings. Will he have two games in three days in his legs? So I wonder if Timo Werner might come in on that side. I don't know, if, you know, because Poulos' hamstrings are dodgy. You'd rather have him coming on as an impact sub with twenty minutes to go than risk him tweaking hamstrings. Yeah. You know a lot about his his mentality as opposed to injuries. He's got to be, you know, 100% right to play. So I think you might see Timo come in for Pulisic. Um, I'd have uh, Kovacic next to Kante. But otherwise, yeah, I think that'll be it. And still, yeah. as Tony said, we need that experience. Because, you know, that's that's a, a really shit house experience. Man, who, you know, dark hearts slow the game down, little cynical fouls here and then break up the play. We need, we need that because there's no us on the team who will do that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um, one other thing that that maybe we haven't considered enough, JK, is the fact that we're supposed to be at, we're supposed to be at home, although we're not. We're in Spain. Do you think that's going to make any difference?
1: Um, did it make a difference to him playing that way when we were supposedly away? Uh, psychologically, I think he's going to try and play exactly the same way. I don't think it's going to make any difference at all. I don't think he's going to think. Um, we're going to have the crowd behind us, the invisible crowd. Will they play more? Will they play more um, uh, soundtrack of the Chelsea fans? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Um, no, I think he's going to think of it as a neutral venue and they just well, have I to. Well, play... I
0: think you'll treat it as an away game again.
1: Yeah. Well, well, because it, actually neutral, that's, what they, it's be like. that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be like, absolutely. Yeah. It's so unfamiliar, but for both sides, both sides playing it as an away game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, no, I, I, I don't think it's going to have any. Uh, it's not going to help us in any way whatsoever. So,
0: but it's not going to be a negative either. I don't think. No,
1: no, no. I think it's it's uh, it's neither. neither it's, negative it's neutral, or. in fact.
0: Indeed, as I said. Indeed, as is the venue. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Who knew? Who All knew. right. Time to stick your, you know, nail your colours to the mast, Tony. How do you think it's going to go? One one. One one. Uno. Uh, one one. Yes. Well, I, think, I
2: I don't think we have to. Yeah, it's a dangerous game to sit back and play for a draw. I don't think we will do that, but I don't think we'll we'll be overly ambitious either. And I don't think we need to be overly ambitious. That's the thing. We don't need to take any risks, any daft risks. They have to come at us. They've done it. They do. They've got no choice. They have no choice. We kind of do. Yeah. But if we can, like you said, if we sneak, if we sneak an early goal, if we come out like we did against Palace, you know, we could sting them early, and then, then you want that that, that good old days kind of team when you had Terry and Cavalio and people like that who just basically could bore a one nil game out of anything. That's that's what you want. Mm. I'd, I'd take that as well. I would take a, a, a you know an early goal and then bore it out. But mm. you 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 can't really afford to sit back against. Any team, but again, when they come forward, because that's the choice they've got, they haven't got any choice that leaves gaps. And, and like you said, with a a front three, um, and Chilwell, that kind of forward five or six players, you know, we've got the pace to exploit it Mm. definitely.
3: Yeah, Danny, yeah, I said earlier, one one or draw, I think we're getting early goal, kill the game off, mentality's gone, and we, you know, we. We're a soft goal in the last couple of minutes but I think we'll control the game a lot of possession and be, I think we'll be very comfortable I've got no concerns at all with this team and waiting if we get it set up
0: mm.
3: so what sorry what was the prediction 1-1 1-1
0: you're going for 1-1 one, one. Two, one ones, JK 2-1 to, to Chelsea obviously no to Porto <laughs> seriously
1: no no <laughs> no well I, I i think it might be i think it might be i think but i think we'll score before them and i think they might score too and it might be slightly squeaky bum time but no i think the way we've been playing defensively i think we'll win it 2-1 actually
0: yeah i mean i'm i'm inclined to go 2-1 because i i just think the conf- if he if he plays that front 3 that we played on saturday i think the confidence that will be coursing through their veins if they, if they play with that level of intensity that they played on Saturday, I think a lot of teams would find it hard to live with us if we, if we play like that. And I think, you know, the bottom line is Porto Porto have got to come out. They've got to come out because they've got to score three goals. And I think that the players that we've got, I mean, the other something we didn't really cover in the first two parts, actually, was how, how good recently we've done or how well we've done recently, at, at mixing the play up. I mean, whilst we've been scintillating at pinging these amazing kind of quadrangle of passing routines from back to front, we've also been quite happy to go long a lot more. And I remember we used to moan like stink a lot. saying whoa, they all do all this, pass, 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 side by side by side, kick it long catch him on the break, you know, well, we're doing that, you know, they're they're going long occasionally to great effect. There's some, you know, there was a great, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, the other day, it was kind of uh, Rudiger, diagonal ball to James, cross for Havertz, wash, rinse, repeat. So I I love the fact that they're mixing it up. And I think if Porto, you know, it being that they really have to come at us, I think we can hit him on the break. And if you've got Pulisic, and Havertz and Mount up there—you've got enough pace up there, together with Chilwell and James, to really catch them on the break. So I'm, I'm inclined to to go two-one as well. However, I still go back to this: the first goal in this match is absolutely ridiculously vital. As I said, if we score first, I think it's pretty much done. If they score first, my bum's going to be squeaking from here to Porto. I think I think Pulisic will
1: score actually. I think because uh, he hit the bar, didn't he, in the previous yeah. game? I, I think he'll. Um, that was coming on as a sub, and I, I think if he starts him from the beginning, I think he'll he'll wreak havoc with them if he plays as well as he played against uh, yeah. Alice. I really do. I think he's a he's the real ace in the pack, actually. If he plays as well as we know he can, which he appears to be getting towards, I think he'll he'll score. He'll, I think he'll be dangerous all the way through the game because he's he's a class act when he's at this level. He really is. I mean his own level, not this level of Europe, yeah, of yeah, Europe. Yeah. I mean his own level.:
0: Well, level. you know, let's hope so, people. I mean, the real sad thing about it, of course, I, 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 I shouldn't have to say it again, but I'm going to, is that none of us can be there tomorrow, and, and I'm afraid the, these are the nights that, that, that we live for, I live for, big, big European nights deep into the Champions League. And I mean, I mean I, as, as all of you know, and all of the people listening know, uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can never remember games at all. No, Ever. Fine. But I can remember vividly when we played uh, Barcelona in that in that one one where William had a absolute blinder. I remember the PSG game where where Denver Bar scored that last minute goal. I remember the Atletico Madrid semi final when Costa rinses. I sat next to Dan that night. Yeah. I mean, I can remember stuff like that. I can remember where I sat for the Barcelona. I was up near Tim Rolls in uh, gate eight of the Matthew Harding Upper. Uh, for PSG I was right up at the back of the shed I'd I'd spent the day on the piss because I'd decided to take the day off so I met people down the pub at lunchtime and I was banging on the on the what which I didn't realize or know at the time it's the police box but in the shed in the shed <laughs> up I'm banging on it going fucking mental trying to get people you know riled up and I nearly got thrown out you know and I re- it's only european games that I seem to ever remember I forget all the other games but these are the ones that are what it's really all about supporting Chelsea And it's just such, such a shame that none of us can be there. But there you go. Come on, you blue boys. Give it some tomorrow. I really hope they do it because it's just fantastic. And I love it, as you can tell. Right, we're going to have a quick break. And then when we come back, we have one stupendous email all the way from Norway uh, for JK to read out. And we have a couple of questions from the Discord group. And then our time here is done. fans'
3: real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea
0: Football Fancast. Up the Chels! FootballFancast.com Welcome back! It's Stamford Chidge here, your uncle Stamford Chidge, of the venerable Chelsea Fancast order. And I do have with me on this rather trepidatious evening it's true actually there is is an element it is isn't it with the the porto match tomorrow well i think i think we're a bit kind of like we've all been quite happy and a lot of jollification tonight i think it's kind of like gallows gallows jollification we're all a bit i think they're a bit tense underneath but there we go it's really good if we get hanged yes true enough it's been great fun tonight. I've really enjoyed it. It's been great fun with you. You, you, you. This combo is a good combo. It's very combative. In fact, I think I like it. I like it. Anyway, I've got. I've got. I'm and I have got with me Jonathan Kidd. If you're, if you're our uncle, are we your nephews? Only by another marriage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, lovely to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good to see you. Good to see your little face every Monday. Uh, we've got uh, Barry Gibb, also known as Tony Glover.
2: Good evening, good evening, good evening.
0: And uh, we have the absolutely delightful Dan Silver tonight. Good evening. Always good to see Dan yeah. in his nephew in his nephew's office with the uh, magnetic alphabet behind him, which he still hasn't rearranged. I'm trying to yeah, find... They stick
3: their stickers, they're stickers,
0: and not magnets. Oh, right. So you, you can't a get away with rearranging paper. them.
3: Yeah, there's a couch and caterpillar as well, but I can't I can't, I can't do swear words. So you've
0: got your your nephew has. So hang on, let me get this straight. Right, you're at home in Brighton, right? No, my
3: mum's come. Oh, home right. to work, I, so I'm staying my mum a couple of nights a week when I'm at
0: oh, work. Oh okay, because I was saying Dan Dan's such a lovely bloke that he's dedicated a room to his nephew in his pad in Brighton. Yeah. So you no, but, yeah, just, but you have no because I'm in London rather than go
3: backwards and forwards, I spent two nights here rather than commuting.
0: Yeah, makes a lot of sense, but, mate. You're back yeah. at work then.
3: Back in the office. Two days a week, yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Impressive. Still a ghost town, but we get a bit of
0: normality. Yeah, impressive. All right, okay, let's get on with the show. Uh, we have uh, we have one email this week, but it is an absolute blinder, uh, and it's from the wonderful Jürgen Grebstadt, who is a, a fellow Patreon and Discord member, JK.
1: Jürgen Grebstadt. Gentlemen and lady, in case the brilliant A. Churchill is there, I'm honestly not sure if this is an email that should be read out on the podcast or just read and perhaps talked about. I'll let you decide. I mentioned on Discord on Wednesday night, right after the 2-0 win over Porto, that Norwegian TV2 had an interesting guest in the studio. He is is your ila Amankwa. He's a Norwegian footballer who started his pro career in Brann where, of course, the wonderful Torre André Flo came to Chelsea from. But he's also a student of sports psychology, which is a subject often brought up on the show. The following is my rewrite of a follow-up article by TV2 written by Vegard Bieland and Jon H. Borstad. Thought you might struggle a bit with reading Norwegian and matters of Chelsea FC are far too important to trust to the Google translator. Yes, true. Amankwa, along with another student, also a former footballer, and their professor, Gia Jordet, are well underway with a research project on the body language of footballers during matches. They've specifically followed Chelsea for about 18 months and have studied and analysed the players during more than 500 hours of match time. Based on their work, they've developed a model with over 50 variables which catch, stroke, notice more or less all body language during a game, from multiple, multiple camera angles. During the Porto-Chelsea match, a was part of the broadcast, specifically to follow and analyze the Chelsea players' body language during the 90 minutes. Already before the game, he highlighted Jorginho and Equator as the team's most important players when it comes to body language. He was impressed at how Jorginho directed the team both offensively and defensively. His communication with Mount before the assist to the first goal was a good example. Aspie's ability to spread positive energy to his teammates was also clearly on display. Amanqua saw a clear change in body language in the players after the first goal and said it's fascinating how much a goal can impact players mentally. <coughs> Chelsea came from a humiliating loss in the Premier League and there was plenty of frustrated behavior early in the game. They looked affected by the loss on Sunday. After Mount's goal, they were more active There was a clear change in body language. There's a player who stands out in almost every game, game, according to Amanqua, Almost constantly, when they're struggling, he's enormous with gestures that give energy to his teammates. That is Cesar Azpilicueta. This is something which he really embodies as a player and probably tells us why it's he who is captain for Chelsea. This research has given Amanqua a totally new look on how he sees football players whether a player, for example, mostly thinks of his own performances when he plays and draws energy out of the team, or whether he adds it. Self-confidence is also something that we should be able to draw from this. Does a player want the ball or does he hide? Eric Torsvet, former Spurs keeper, was in the studio and asked a if he thought this would be something clubs should consider when scouting potentially new players. That's a great point, was the answer. In addition to all the footballing skills, when a club spends extreme amounts of money, information about a player's mentality and personality would be very valuable. That's the end of the translated article. I put the link to it below. There's a couple of video analysis bits that you might find interesting, interesting despite everything being in Norwegian. Lastly, a couple of my own thoughts. I'm quite sure I heard Emma Hayes speak of the personality of players when choosing new players to bring in something about them needing to fit in with the group and have the right mentality on and off the pitch. Perhaps Hayes is ahead of most managers here. The fantastic results from the Chelsea ladies can't be all because stars have been brought in, can it? I will definitely be watching the game against Palace today with an extra eye on the players' body language, possibly along with my two-year-old son, who already loves watching Chelsea. His mother is a psychologist, and my respect for the field of psychology has grown in the years I've known her. I'm a maths and PE teacher myself, and often wish I understood the students better. I suppose I should start by being more aware of my own body language when teaching. Thank you for a wonderful podcast. Best blue regards, and up the chelsea. Jorgen Grebstadt, Jorgen G on Discord. Alisund, Norway. P.S. We're close to getting a family dog. For years, I was determined my next dog, if male, was to be named Ida. The rest of the family aren't too keen, but I think they're closer to getting on board with the name Hullet. Can you help me with any strong arguments in favor of this name that I can use to convince them? Keep in mind, my girlfriend is a specialist in psychology, so mind games of any sort are sure to be turned against me. Thank you.
0: Dan. Great
3: name for the dog. R- Compromise, Rudy. Rudy, yeah. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Rudy. Rudy.
0: Yeah.
3: Or, or, or be Erlend after Janssen. trying to keep the Norwegian theme going. Erlend the or, dog.
0: Or, or, yeah. Yes, I was thinking uh, Gronkio. It was, was Danish, wasn't d- it? D- yeah,
3: Yeah. I think they call it yeah. Rudy. Cause it's a good name for a dog. And it kind yeah, of still keeps... Well, big,
0: I'm going to say something rather very non-PC here. So remember that I'm a man of a certain age and I've been around for a long time. And actually, this is my dad's fault, not me. But we used to have a dog. When I was, it was my dog, really. You know, it's quite an English thing when you're about five or six, your dad comes home and gives you a puppy thinking it's a great idea. And then it turns into a massive, unruly dog, which is unmanageable, which is totally unsuitable for a five or six year old. Well, we had such a dog, and the dog was called Jenna. Rather an odd name, I hear you say. Well, you'd be right in that. And when quizzed by people down there, because dad used to take the dog to the local pub in Alsford, and, and he trained De- Jenna to do tricks. so the dog would do tricks and dad would have a crowd around him get bought a few beers he's no fool my dad anyway when quizzed as to why the dog was called jenna dad said oh well that's simple he said and they said oh yes he said well uh the name of my boss is jenna so when i get home i can kick the dog and think i'm kicking my boss so there you go I told you it was non-PC. So, you know, uh, on, on on that basis, uh, maybe being Norwegian, Jürgen could call the dog Ollie. I think, yeah, I think the... Uh... <laughs> you got there. Well done. Well, it's I, all I right. Think, I'm here all week. I think...
2: Uh, Jonathan completely unfazed. In, interesting. Some interesting points he's made in that.
0: <laughs> You're a hard crowd, JK. Sorry, sorry. Take on. <laughs>
2: About the body language stuff. Oh, not,
0: but back to the football. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I'm
2: sure they do. But um, <laughs> I, I, about I'll, dogs? Talk, I'll talk about my experience as a recruiting manager in, in past roles that I've had with my current employer. Um, and um, I always recruited on the basis of aptitude, i.e., would they grow into the job? Were they right? But first and foremost, would they fit in with the rest of the team? Mm-hmm. I didn't want any interlopers coming in. I didn't want any wall frowns. They had to be someone who would just slot in with the other people in the team first and foremost. Then all they needed was an aptitude for the role that we could develop, grow, uh, and, and 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 bring them into. And and um, I think I only got one person wrong in, well, yeah, I've been working since I was just 17, so all them years, but as a recruiting manager, uh, I only actually got one completely wrong. Uh, and, and, you know, so that, uh, that would be my Jemba Jemba, I suppose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to put a football slant on it. Well, but, Ali you know, that thing he says there about Emma Hayes and the,
3: yeah.
2: the whole thing, he's right. It, it, uh, the, 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 there's a name for the, um, for the part of it, which is called emotional intelligence. This ability of, of how you are and how you impact other people. And then how you see other people. So it's quite an interview. you should know all about that emotional intelligence and and uh, I am stuff.
0: neither emotional or intelligent. So but it is wrong, it so. is a
2: very interesting uh, a way of looking at things, yeah, isn't I it? I definitely really? agree.
0: Yeah, Dan?
3: Yeah, I so I think I think managers now do have a look at players' characters and fans see, see what they bring in. I mean, I think it was um Rio Ferdinand was talking about um Ravel Morrison saying what an incredible talent he was, but he just didn't have the mentality. To, to you know, go to the next level. You know, bad fell into a bad crowd and just couldn't make it. I think player. You don't just look at stats now. You look at mentality, every everything else. So I think you know. You watch. You watch players on the pitch with body language. You know, visibly lift when that goal went in. You've seen yeah. players just like like classic when was scored that head in Munich. Every single player straight into was celebrated completely changed the dynamic of the whole game.
0: But <laughs> on on that on that point, and you're absolutely right. Uh, and I, I read this the other week, and I can't for the life me remember where I read it. But what what we didn't know at the time, and what is even more important, was that Wan Matter, when he took that corner, Drogba was down in the dumps. Drogba um, was really down in the dumps. The game was fleeing out. His dream was disappearing, and Matter went up to him. Get get yourself up, big man. You are going to score. Don't worry yeah. about it. We're going to we're going to sort this out. It was Wan Matter. Who had the leadership credentials on that, and not a lot of people know that. And I think that that's superb. I think this. I, I mean, look, clearly, I am utterly biased in this, and I totally agree, Jurgen. Being somebody who who works as a as a psychotherapist, I, I think it's it's fascinating. And I think if they're not using these kind of criteria to to choose people, then you know they're missing a trick. And I, I how fascinating. Um, I think, in particular, that 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 body language. We often sit here and go, "Well, he's not really the captain, is he? He's not really a leader, is he? You know, but clearly he is, you know. And I mean, it it bears out what what Tuchel was saying about who his first three picks are in terms of character in the side and leaders in the side are. But how how interesting that that was borne out by this this study, and also Jorginho. And I mean, I wrote an article a while ago saying that actually Jorginho, in his own funny little way, has 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 leadership qualities. And I mean, we've taken the piss out of it too, saying he's an Italian traffic cop or whatever. But there, as I said, look, the only thing I have against Jorginho is that he gets exposed horribly sometimes and it costs us. But actually, there are so many other assets and facets of his game that we should applaud. And I think that uh, Amanqua was absolutely dead right with that. I have to say one thing, JK, though. If this is the case, you know, if Chelsea, and I've heard it said before that they do recruit based a lot on on, on players' character and stuff like that outstanding characters you know they do do a lot by that in which case how come they all fucking down tools when it suits them and throw their toys out of the pram if they're so full of bloody character and the right mentality and personality to be elite footballers i mean over the last 5 years we've either seen them i mean i actually in the last i mean you know since conte's second season maybe even his first we've seen more horrific uh you know give up and don't give a shit type performances than we had in the previous 10 years before that. So I I'm, I'm not buying it that they have selected the current crop on, on mentality and character because they've shown an absolute deficit in, on it on many occasions. Well, well, Perhaps they've
1: got great character and, uh, and personality, but um, it's also very good at finding scapegoats for their inability to, uh, to win the trophies. Mm. So, so perhaps there's that going on. I mean, I'm intrigued to know that that's the case because, in which case, they should actually have won I, I, far more than they have in the last eight years.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm not convinced that.
2: You, I think you can you can pull characters together, but it, the, the the skill comes in gelling them together as as that unit, as that team, and not having those clicks. And that that's a more difficult thing. You know, you you can have a bunch of Tony Glover's in the team, cracking jokes, generally, you know, pissing around and and, and, and what have you. That's not going to work. You do need the you need the dower. You, need you and, and, and and it's the same as the skills. It's like but, I said, if you but, have a team of, you know, the, the the well-publicized earlier version of the Galacticos that Real Madrid had when, when I think Beckham played from, they won nothing. And fucking, was was just a bunch of individuals, all great footballers, but there was no nothing that kind of gelled it and brought it together. Well, and I think that's that's far more. You look at if you look at Mourinho's first squad with us there were no world superstars in there drogba was derided by half the fucking crowd in his first season
0: they grew together didn't they
2: They grew but they grew together and and they were greater than the sum of their parts if you see what i mean yeah Yeah. and i think that's that's part and parcel of that whole uh, ability to knit together so when you get Divisions and and you you know what's that old Jackson song One Bad Apple It was an Osmond song, was it One Bad Apple One Bad Apple Don't Spoil That Except yeah, You well, Can't it, Have
1: a bunch of apples though Tony to No From that song
2: No And I think Maybe you can I mean, in
0: America Yeah
2: I, Oh I Yeah just think you you need can, Yeah Yeah I think I think clubs are learning this The modern day football is very very different And there was a brilliant article in the Athletic actually um last week. Um, which talked about the fact that you know you had in the sixties and seventies the players golf would go for get pissed together. They'd go to the pub, nightclub, in, they'd do all the things they probably shouldn't have done, whatever. But they and had that,
0: great team spirit.
2: They did, but it moved in the in the in, in, in later years, and golf became the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was Sir Alex Ferguson, a very keen golfer, who kiboshed that at Manchester United amongst the players. Yeah. Yeah, and, and very much was against them playing golf in case they got injured and yeah. knackered themselves. Shouldn't, it should,
0: it should always be carpet bowls and rubdowns in the massage parlour. Yes,
2: indeed. But it's an interesting one that the modern football appears to be sort of like a PlayStation. And it, they're, they're, these younger players have got different interests. So it might be even more possible that those cliques get in place because they're not doing so much stuff together. And that's well, part well, of the well, issue here with the, the, the lockdown is they they haven't been able to go out as a group of players. Uh, one of the best team building exercises in every company, in every job I've ever worked for, is when people go out on a night out and get hammered together. Yeah. That's when you get to know your workmates. Yeah,
0: yeah. especially if you're and, buying the drinks. Yes. But, uh, I mean, one thing, just, just quickly, JK, just to come back on, on, on something that Tony said, yeah. Yeah. actually, and this is a good it's a good point. It's illustrative of what we're talking about. And I'm not trying to blow blow our own trumpet here, but... You know, you can have teams with, with, you know, full of big egos and characters and, and make it work. I mean, tonight's show is a great example of that. Out of all the people that from the Chelsea fan cast squad, I'd say us four collectively are probably the biggest talkers. We light our we all like our own airtime and, and and it gets a bit frosty occasionally, but we we get on with it. We get through it because we know each other very well. We work with each other for a long time and we worked it out and we work it out. That's what we do. You know, none of us on this particular episode tonight are shrinking violence. Dan likes talking, likes to have his own say. So does Tony, you do, I do. And yet it still works, you know?
1: Yeah. Do you you think it's down to somebody guiding it, that this works because of you, Chidge? And in the same way, um, uh, the players that Chelsea can choose uh, might all have decent characters, but if the manager isn't capable of, of, of making them work, that then, then they will form their own cliques or they will rebel in some way yes. and because it, it, it seems to be um no coincidence to me that all these top players have suddenly been made by this unbelievably intellectual competent manager into some a team that have the possibility of being in the european Cup semi-final which is something we never envisaged with this squad ever at the beginning of the season true. with Frank
0: very true danny I was just saying, I think
3: I think Chish managed it really well because otherwise we throw our toys at our problem and go on. London is blue, so you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they would never fucking chance in hell, mate. They, I mean, they had me and Joe Tweedy on. It was hilarious. Uh, Brandon and and, uh, and and Nick had me and Joe Tweedy on. They hardly got a look. at Joe was like giving his like 25-minute intellectual soliloquies, and I was bad mouthing and just being just a just I was being a shit house basically. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Brandon did his did his. It was after the West Brom match. I must share this with you, Brandon. So after the, the the West Brom match, and you know they've got their beloved three-match review. Yeah. And Brandon says, "So Chidge, uh, you know what's your three-match review, man?" I said, "Fuck right off." And they all they all fell about <laughs> laughing, and I said no, Brown. I wasn't talking about the football. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, didn't, she... he didn't quite know what to do. Really, yeah. I love you guys. It was great. By the way, I'm talking to them now. It was great fun being on. I really loved it, and uh, and having Joe Joe on as well was even more fun. But Dan, your 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 point is is absolutely spot on. You know, um, I think it's respect. I mean, I think, I and mean, I think just this underlines what Tony was saying. You know. You get bad apples, okay? And it's good management to identify them quick and get them the fuck out, frankly. That's what I've done in, 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 yeah. when I've been managing companies. Yeah. You, you can have fiery, combative, gobshitey, shithousy people and you can bring them all together. And, and it's not a question of telling them what to do or managing them. It's about trying to form a, a kind of a common respect you know we're all mates we get on we like each other so yeah we can piss each other off now and again i can shut you up when you don't want to be shut up and you can interrupt when somebody doesn't want to be interrupted but basically there's that foundation of respect and and actually we like each other and that's how you work through it and i think it's the same kind of principle that works in any team frankly
3: yeah, exactly. I mean, you, look, cool. you, you need your Mavericks, you need this, you need that, you know, all different strands pulled together to make it a a good team. And I think, listen, you always get cliques whatever walk of life, you know, you, you know, maybe the German players will stick together, the French just stick together, the Portuguese, it happens, you know, you, you have your little friendship groups, like at work. If you're in a big team, you're going to have your own friendship groups, yeah. and you're going to have a bigger team. I think it's the same, mm. same with football.
0: Yeah, you know? It's fascinating. I mean, you know, it's an it's an area I don't do much in, but group psychology is the most fascinating area of psychology, how group dynamics work, how people work with each other. And, and Jürgen, from one email, we've probably talked about that one email more than any other email we've talked about on any show, which is remarkable, which I think tells you a lot about how good it was. So well done, Jürgen. I look forward to chatting. Well, me, Dan... In fact, hey, look, Full House It's the only four... Well, I'm just trying to remember if anybody else is. I think I know us four are all in the Discord group, aren't we? Because I see us in there yes. all quite yeah. regularly. So we, we look forward to talking to you because uh, that was fascinating. Right, people, uh, we've got a couple of questions before I'm going to let you all go home. The first is from – this is these are all from the Discord group, by the way. Benji in Barna says uh, – Something I've been thinking about, uh, Tommy Tuchel has spoken in the past about choosing Alonso over Chilwell because of his physicality and strength. Do you, the team, feel this could be why Tammy and Gilmore are being overlooked? In other words, he doesn't think that they're physically up to it. Uh, My own answer on that was: be, I'm not entirely sure. I I mean, Tammy can be a bit, you know, he's a bit wiry, and willowy, so I can see that, but... Tammy and and, and, uh, and Ollie, oh, well, Tammy's one of the best in the air, so I don't have a problem with that. I think Gilmore's another thing entirely. I mean, he's actually said as a matter of record that he doesn't think Gilmore's physically up to it yet. So I think that's why he's, frankly, been ostracised. But I'd be very interested to hear what you lot have to say. Who wants first dibs at this one?
3: Okay. Unless Taylor's dropping. Yeah, I think I think it's, again, I think Gilmore's possibly not quite strong enough. Definitely got the talent and the technique. Um Alonso quite often comes in for height reasons, depending who we're playing, because we haven't got a huge team. So he'll quite often come in if we've got playing a team with big, bigger tackles or big defenders. I think it's, it's, it's a squad game. I think the whole point of, you, you know, your 1-11s are gone. It's squad games. It's you limited. might find that if Chile, Chile plays on Wednesday, you might see Alonso come in for the City oh, game. yeah.
1: yeah. I'm not convinced actually about that because I think Chilwell's just got better and better.
3: Oh listen, and I think to
1: playing, that. When Chilwell wasn't quite on the yeah. case for me and I think he's now he's now got back to his um his oh, his, his, yeah. his, his his Frank his original Frank um, abilities now I thought wonderful, I, the yeah. wonderful I, goal he I, scored against uh, Paul uh, Durr, well.
2: I do agree with you then and I think these you get glib comments like he doesn't know who his best 11 are. I don't think they need to. I think they need to know who the best 11 are for the game for the opponent they're playing. Exactly. Right. That's it is, it is, it, that, it, we've been saying 15 years ago it's a squad game now. Uh, and yet, Conti, for example, was lauded because he only used 15 players, I think, um, all season. OK. Uh, and in some ways that worked and, it, uh, and whatever. But I'm not sure it does. It's it an exception rather than the norm. I, I think Guardiola. And Klopp are quite happy, quite happy and satisfied to uh, change players around, give other players a go. Occasionally, they're going to get a bad result, but they'll learn from that. So they're, they're lodging that information somewhere for later on. So I think I think this idea that you, you have a fixed 11 and this whole idea of, you know, he plays at a 10 or he plays at a 6, those ideas are slightly defunct now because... You know, what does that make Trent Alexander-Arnold? He plays at fucking
3: 66. Yeah,
2: gentlemen, oh.
3: I just think it's, <laughs> yeah.
2: you know... Well, it, he's it, in
3: it, the juniors, well, Tony. Of, yeah, I think, I think the contest season was he didn't have European football, so he couldn't no. didn't need to rotate as much. No. Yeah, listen, I think right now, we, you know, when when Tammy's not playing, we don't have any, any great aerial presence defending corners. That's why Lonzo will come in sometimes, because yeah. he has got the height. You know, what what this team doesn't have necessarily is like a drogba who's going to head out every single corner out of the box. Yes. So I can see why Lonesworth comes in. If you're picking your best left-back, it's Ben Chilwell, yeah. no question. Yeah. Yeah. If you're picking your best yeah. right-wing-back, then you've got the question on who you're playing. I think Chilwell comes in left-back regardless of the opponent, but then that goes the whole thing with the squad. Right right now, it's a squad game. You've got 1-99. Yeah. Yes. to 99. And you, you pick your best players for whatever you yeah. maybe. Maybe that's, that's what, maybe that's what Tuchel's done. Maybe he's gone in
2: there on day one and said, Right, you know, some of you are not happy, some of you are whatever. I'm telling you now, it's a squad. You're a squad. Some of you will yeah. play some games, some of you won't play games. If you
3: don't like it,
2: then fuck it's off.
3: Well, there that's maybe go. where Frank's liability bit from Frank, because not wasn't an experienced manager. He didn't know how to manage necessarily big personalities. Right. So, well, being a big personality Dan, managed...
0: he could have phoned me up any time he likes. I, I spend every <laughs> week managing big personalities yeah. for this show. And I have to say, our squad rotation policy... Works beautifully. Nobody, Maybe you're, yeah. you're no. a better manager. Well, nobody... But like I, said, I mean, unless, you, unless you're all lying to me, nobody's ever complained since no, I started no, doing it, it's it like good. this. It's a good dynamic. Yeah. I, I, I like, like it. Everybody, we makes. get a mix and match. We get people on with different people. Everybody gets on. Nobody, you know... I mean, J.K. and I do the, every one, obviously, because, uh, uh, you know, it's part of his it, contract. It's the
1: dynamic is that they all hate me.
2: And they
3: love <laughs> love oh, no, we love
2: you, J.K. <laughs> I was going to say, as you said that... Gigi, J.K. had a certain Father Jack look about
3: him. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking more.
0: Was, um... was Sorry, most... J.K. No, no, I was thinking you know I, I, I I like you. Leslie Leslie Phillips. J- J.K. gets special treatment. You know, he's he's equal billing, mate. I mean, what more could he bloody want? Uh, there's a favorite
1: picture of you and me together, I'm wearing shades and I'm ahead of you.
0: I know. <laughs> you know, you're the star turn, mate. I I I may be many things, JK, but I am not fucking stupid. I know where my bread's buttered. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's I mean look, it's an absolute delight. I mean I just what well, I cannot fucking wait to see you all and have a bloody drink together it's been yeah, waiting all. Uh anyway where were we go to a bloody game together as well oh, Christ anyway right last question Mr Stick the legend that is Mr Stick if you if you're on Discord or if you're not on Discord and I'll tell you how to join it in a minute but Mr Stick is the revelation of the Discord group for very many uh, multifarious reasons anyway he says do you think Tuchel is preparing to play Thiago Christensen and Rudiger versus Porto on Tuesday they will have all gotten a rest. Uh, Aspilqueta has played just two games in a short time in a row. Tuchel alluded to this kind of formation previously as well. March the 13th presser, Tuchel said, absolutely they can play together. Christensen can play on both sides in a back three or together in a back four. Like I said, in the back three, the position in the middle is best for Tiago. Similarly for Andreas, but he can play on both sides, so no problem. Well, my answer to that, uh, Mr. Stick, is an absolutely resounding no because of what I said earlier. ...about Aspilicueta. When I did a... You'd have been proud of me, Mr Stick. I did my own statistical analysis about three or four weeks ago, which said that uh, Aspilicueta had played all but uh, 90 minutes of Tuchel's first uh, 11 games, and that was against Barnsley, I believe. Um... So he's first pick. He plays every game. He plays every minute if he's fit, you know. And if it's if it's you know not like a, a, a just a, a game where you can rest everybody. So he picks Aspie. Aspie is his captain, and I think he really really rates him. So Aspie plays for me. Um, I think I don't think I don't think uh, Christensen. I think there's an injury doubt about Christensen. So that's why we think that Silver's going to play. Um, I'd be very happy to see Silver play, but you know. I mean, Tiago. No, Tiago. Yeah, I mean, Christensen can play anywhere across the back three. I think that's apparent. He's proved that he can. Thiago's definitely a, a central centre-back. There's no doubt about that. And Rudi can play either side, but preferably the left. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to pick Aspie on the right because he loves Aspie. Isn't that right, Tony? Uh,
2: yeah, I agree. I think that uh, that might have been a possibility. But if Christensen's carry, carrying a knock, I think he'll... he'll In a game where you're, you're, you've got a 2-0 lead... Why risk him when you might need him against uh, some of the more creative little Herberts that City have got?
0: Right, I've just uh, I've got a late runner from Mr. From Chev, and because I love him and he's moaned about it on on Mixler, um, I'm going to read it out because I'm all heart. But uh, he did at uh, uh, Chev, uh, who's another bastion of uh, the uh, the Discord group. He did ask a question, and it came in right Chev. It came in at 1.35 today. Which is too late, okay, by the letter of the Chelsea fan cast law. But because I love you, I'm going to read it out. He says, "Do we go with the same starting lineup as Palace with Kante in instead of Jorginho against City in the Cup semi-final?" Ooh, I like that. <laughs> A City play with two narrow fullbacks going, getting down the sides of City is where we could hurt them with that lineup. The last day it is the perf per- uh, with that lineup. The last day it is the perfect the work Mason and Pulisic do as inside forwards. Let the wing backs get down the sides with overlaps under that palace couldn't deal with it i know city are a different animal but with their fullbacks being so narrow it's an opportunity to hit them down their sides it's a good idea chef the other thing i should say is i've just been reading on on the on my phone that they're not moving the time of the city match it's uh it's uh still going to be at half five the kick off because yeah. of it's the duke of edinburgh's funeral but that's not going to be affected that's official jk um,
1: i just make a point by the way about the club's policy of letting people back in the ground um at Stamford bridge is slightly digressing i've been sent a note saying they'd like me to pay for next season now so there's something strange going on that i don't understand as uh, are they ignoring what the government is telling us as they're going to be distancing i so you spoken know- to them I've, I've, say again? Sorry. Have you spoken to them? Maybe it's
3: just an automated email that shouldn't have
1: gone out. No, no, no. It's a new one, been sent personally to everybody in Aussies. Ah. And in fact, everybody's on the case because nobody wants to go back. Because well, if there's going to be distancing, why are we paying the full whack for the season, which has, by the way, gone up a thousand pounds, as it might do, as you'd suspect. Ah. So this is for if you remember, I sit in hospitality, but it's not hospitality because we're all the same people who've been there for 30 years, but it's right in the East Stand middle. But it's. Um, it's a strange, we're all a bit confused by what the, what the club is up to, because I was wondering if if they've been given information, you wonder whether, in fact, if we get to the cup final, where, where they'll let more people into the cup final. Well, they, or they'll, they're, they're, is that not going to be the case? I think really
3: said, I think they're waiting for government advice. So unless, unless the government behind the scenes are giving advice to clubs.
1: Indeed, this is what I'm, I'm, I can't work out, because even if you, and this is the, for the game for the season starting in August. So that's only three months away. So what's going to happen? Is there going to be social distancing? In which case, why am I paying the whole whack for my season ticket, for which is going to be a seat in between? Is that going to be the case? I don't know. And I'm, so I'm a bit confused as to why we've been asked. So I'll be intrigued to see if other people then get asked to pay for their yeah. season tickets as uh, uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. Well, keep us posted. I mean, it's even, <laughs> even,
3: is it not early
1: even compared to last season? April seems quite early. No, April is what they normally do. Yeah, it's
2: normally, it's normally sort of second or th- uh, second or third week of May that you have to pay
1: by. It. Absolutely, yeah. no, it's it's still it's still to pay by the twenty eighth of May. Right, but it but still seems to be a strange thing to be suggesting. It certainly does. And I, it's
2: yeah. so number one. I would have thought, in general, if they were going to be price rises, they should have announced that. But I might, I'd always thought the club's view was until they can get everybody back in the ground. Yeah, they weren't going to do anything. I think they could have it back at capacity. Now, they may well be thinking if, if the government says you can go half capacity, that, that you know, I mean, you, you, you've got to take into account people who may not want to go back until they are certain it's safe to do so,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. you know, uh, uh, vaccine or not. I suspect I, 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 I that, that that sounds like somebody might have been a bit eager off the mark there.
3: Why would they send
2: it just to you and, uh, you know, I would have thought it would have been, I'm not being funny, over Twitter by now, if it had been sent to any other uh, sort of large groups of fans, I'm not, you know, so. It would
1: have been up there, absolutely. You wonder whether this is just initially the hospitality. It could Um, be, I suppose, but it seems. I'm, I'm, I'm. Still bewildered because the whole of the me stand middle is hospitality. You know, it's all the way stretches yeah. out to the, but the there's social distancing, the you know, number the, of supporters. And, actually, and, and I think Chid is in the
2: same same boat. The pit the, of the, the ground I'm in is all season ticket holders, bar uh, a few pockets. You know, there's an awful lot of. So I you know virtually everybody around me is a season ticket holder. Actually, ironically, apart from the two seats to the right of me, yeah, uh, absolutely adjacent. Um, So which season ticket holders are not going to be allowed to renew how are they going to decide it
0: oh, we don't know the reality is we don't know i mean yeah, what, what like i suggest it. is you do jk could ping that email to me and dan and we'll we'll raise it at the trust yeah. when we next meet talk to cliff because uh, whether there's much we can do about that or not i think it might be indicative of what they're planning to do on a wider sense and that's where it would be important so if you don't if you're up for that
1: absolutely well it's already been questioned by eddie levy who i sit with um who is on the uh, there's a uh yeah, right. committee yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, just, already, he's bringing it up with uh, gareth i can't remember the his surname but that's going he's bringing it up because he's utterly confused as to what this is all about yeah. already
3: so. jk have you just unmasked
1: reg have i done what sorry just unmasked reg unmasked reg <laughs> yeah. uh, rod? No, you mean Ron. Won. Yes. No. No. Yeah. No. No. Funnily, no. 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 Eddie's the one who comes up with the most bizarre suggestions as to who should be playing. You know, he'll say thing, things like you know, Wenger, wonderful player, needs to play. And Wenger, sorry, Wenger, Werner, Werner, and he needs to play every game. You know, this kind of thing. Or I don't quite understand why we're not playing. And he'll he'll find somebody who hasn't been. Been playing for weeks, and we, in fact, earlier on, it was always Alonso, best player in the club, must play all the time during the period where Alonso wasn't playing at
0: all. But now, you know, it's it's everything's changed. So, uh... All right, look, just to get back to Chev's uh, question, um, I I think it's a really smart idea. I, I, I mean, you know, and I said earlier on, didn't I, Chev, that that I thought we looked remarkably like like City um, in that match, but whether we should play Kante instead of Jorginho... I. It's really hard. I mean, you know, are we going to get much possession from City? Probably not. They're going to perhaps outpossess us. So do you need Jorginho to try and give us possession? Do you do or do you have Kante who's going to harry them into losing possession? is, is this against really Yeah.
1: It's going to be
2: down I, I to fitness. They'll, they'll run past Jorginho.
0: Yeah.
1: It's going to be down yeah. to fitness though because he's not sure about his fitness as he said in the presser today. So about whose fitness?
0: Uh, I, I, I do like the idea of. I mean, I think we should just attack City. You know, why not? Go for it. Well, yeah. There's no There's no point sitting back against them. And I don't think Tuchel will, mate. I think, I think I don't. I, Tuchel is not a part the bus kind of manager. He's a possession, and kind of more kind of either possession and build up play merchant, or or he's not averse to the odd counter attack. And I think I think. He'll try and hit them as much as they hit us. Anyway, could be a great game if we do. Anyway, um, brilliant, Chev. Well done. Uh, well done to all of the Discord people for their questions. Keep them coming. Keep your emails coming too. Now, that is about all we've got time for uh, tonight. But, uh, JK uh, and I will return on Friday night for the preview show uh, with assorted guests at 7pm live on Mixler. Uh, and we'll be looking back at Chelsea's match against Porto and ahead to Saturday's FA Cup semi-final against Man City. We had a little, little taster there, we had, didn't we? And uh, next Monday, J.K. and I will be joined by uh, the two marks, Mr. Worrell and Mr. Meehan, uh, to look back on a hopefully a successful FA Cup semi-final and ahead to Chelsea's Premier League match against Brighton on the Tuesday. So another, another busy week in the life of Chelsea supporters. Now, don't forget, uh, you can... Uh, Listen to Dean's fantastic Went to Mo Kings Meadow podcast on the Chelsea FC women's team, which is uh, usually out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, uh, you know, when he sends it to me and when I have time to put it up. So that's always worth a listen. I'm sure you will. Uh, The Chelsea Fancast is available as a podcast on ChelseaFancast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud and Spotify, as well as all sorts of other podcast distributors, excuse me, hiccups. Um, Right now, Patreon. I mentioned that earlier on. Uh, We've got a lot of people on Patreon, which is great. And uh the great thing about Patreon is if you do sign up to be a Patreon, and as I always reiterate reiterate, there is there are no limits on this, you know, there are no tears or anything. Whatever you whatever you can afford, whatever you want to pay, fine by me. No sweat off my nose at all. But if you do, uh then you will you will be entitled to receive a Kerry Dixon mini banner, like a little replica of the ones we've got up at the uh Matthew Harding end, and of course you get instant access to the Discord group which is just great fun. I mean, they've been whizzing. I mean, I don't know how they do it. You've got people who are in Mixler listening to the show and chatting on Mixler, who are also chatting with each other on, on Discord last night. They... I, I, yeah. Sorry, I
1: have, I've, there's a
2: hot rumour just coming.
0: Oh, oh, go on.
2: It, it looks like Kovacic is out of tomorrow's game. Why? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, it just says that this is a report coming from Italy. Um, so whether one of the Italian sports papers have got hold of this or whatever mm. um yeah it, it, well it's just a rumor it's oh. just a rumor let's I, I rather hope it is um untrue because i'd like to have seen him probably um yeah
0: well i didn't put him on my side interestingly enough no you had kante and Jorginho, didn't they so
2: maybe you knew something subliminally maybe
0: maybe it was me that told the italian journalist and that's where the rumors no no i didn't i would never do that um <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, so uh, great people in Discord. It's great fun. It's like, it's like the Mixler chat room if you've ever been on there, but like 24 7. I mean, last night they were talking about the golf. I mean, it's just brilliant. It just goes all sorts of, there all sorts of channels, Mr. Stick and his tactical analysis, me just generally being grumpy with everybody. It's it's what, Tony appears, Dan appears, JK uh, appears. I,
2: yes, I, I do get a bit grumpy with one or two of them when it seems to be... You do, mate, you do. Yeah, you know, a misplaced pass, and they're yeah. like, um, oh, my God, he's like, and I'm
0: like, oh, But it's better than Twitter, isn't it? I yes, mean, it's it the is. antithesis to Twitter, really, and it's like a wider extension of our WhatsApp group. But on a match day, it's got very hectic for us now because... We're all we're all of us are on the Chelsea Fancast WhatsApp group and Discord and some of us are on Twitter still and JK's got five different what it's mad, but the the funny thing is none of this would be happening at all if we were at the games. You know? I'd be too busy watching the game, too drunk, and anyway the Wi-Fi signals shit. So there you go. So enjoy it <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts. Right. So Patreon, if you want to join up, it'd be lovely to have you on board. And it's Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash Chelsea Fancast uh likewise for the emails um we love getting them in and you can send them in via patreon discord instagram facebook doesn't matter where you send them in uh we will have them on by the way i forgot to read somebody who sent me a one on facebook out and i apologize i think it's james Gibbons. i could be wrong if it was i'm a, I, i'm very sorry and i'll i'll endeavor to get it in squeeze it in another time uh, but anyway, if it's an email, you need to send it to ChelseaFanCast at com. Now, you can follow the show on Twitter at ChelseaFanCast, me at Stanford Chish, Jonathan at JonathanKid, Tony at, at UK, Dan at Dansilv73. And as I said, we're at ChelseaFanCast across nearly all of the social media platforms. So there you go. Uh, Tony, as always, a delight to see you and your Barry Gibb you. demeanour
2: been brilliant been brilliant been brilliant uh great fun and i keep saying it. i must get the 100th episode of the podding shed out soon because i really enjoyed doing this tonight and it's uh uh it's been brilliant to see you and and dan and jk or father jack and um, whichever way we want to call it but so uh, yeah been jolly really good fun he he really he, he's not even looking at me now
0: well i think that i, I think you know okay i am clearly father ted right <laughs> yes Jonathan yeah. is definitely Father Jack. Yes. So
2: now, I would be Father uh, the the Ardlow one. Who's you,
0: he? Uh, oh shit! Yeah. I've, 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 oh fuck! Feck. 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 Feck I fech. can't remember his name. But yeah. I know you, you'd be the You'd be the stupid one, really, Tony. Is what you're saying? Yes, basically, I think so. Yes. So which yeah. one would Dan be? Would he be the Graham Norton one? I'd, I'd be the dodgy housekeeper. <laughs> go, on, go on! 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 Yeah. Okay, I'll settle for that. All right, Uh, Tony. Always lovely to see you, mate. You take care. Brilliant Um, Brilliant fun, mate. Yeah, Yeah. brilliant stuff. Dan, always a pleasure and delight to see you too. Great to be on, definitely. Excellent stuff. And as for you, Father Jack, what an absolute pleasure.
1: (laughs) Funny enough, my uncle was called Jack. Was he really? uh, Yeah, he's he spoke like that. He was from uh, from Belfast. Was was he? Uh,
0: So he he was. was.
1: What's a what's a big idea?
0: Father Dougal, by the way. Dougal. Well yeah. done. Well done, Dan. So Tony is Father Dougal. Yes. Oh, is. yeah. Well done. Well done. And well what was done. her name? What was the maid's Mrs. name? Mrs. Doyle. Mrs. Doyle. Dan is Mrs. Yeah. Doyle. So we are we are Father Ted. I love it. There we go. On that joyous note. Yeah, really? uh, good luck tomorrow, chaps. Um, no doubt I'll see you all in Discord or WhatsApp or Twitter. And hopefully we'll have a, a comfortable, non-bum squeaky evening. Let's yeah, rock to that. That'd be yes. Indeed. Right, all you lot out there, I wish you the same. And uh, as always, particularly the people in Mixley who have joined us tonight who are, have been hilariously funny, as they always are, lovely to see you in there. Thank you for listening. See you next Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea! Keep